sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> there we are. We're live here on Tin Drink Minimum, live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Should be. Yeah, anyway. Is this the, is this the first week we've done all three? No. We've done it, like, more than once? Oh, yeah. Like, every week? Uh, for probably, like, the last six weeks, probably. Because I, this is the now. first time I've gotten a notification that we were live on YouTube. Oh, okay. Well... Well, there you go. Congratulations. <laughs> now, you, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, yeah, we're back. It is playoffs, I guess. Um, we have with us, returning, one of our favorite guests, the former Destiny Wrestling Organization World Heavyweight Champion, Hobo Hank. Yeah, it's good to be back. I don't like the former world champion bit but yeah yeah it's nice to be back in this does your does your waist feel naked without the belt a little bit yeah, yeah. it's it's cold it's cold this time of year so yes yeah we're, we're like you guys are gearing up to go to to start back up in february and i was like you know let's what's up yeah pull that a little closer to you i have it where it's coming it's coming through fine I okay turned up you know there we go so yeah you're probably good there you go um, so yeah, you're, you're back. What 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 have you been doing since what was it October? That was like the last match. Was it in October? Yeah, I had a little time off. It's been oh, nice. I uh, did a lot of healing. You know, if you remember, the last match was Day of you, Destiny. It was pretty you brutal. Got me in so much trouble in that match. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one of those things. Yeah. I was like, I cannot believe this. So you uh, you fought in speak a speak to your manager. <laughs> you you fought an attack match. And what people don't understand what a tack match is, they had a sack, like a like a velvet sack, like a crown bag, full of tacks, and they dumped them on the floor, and you you fell on them multiple times, and your opponent fell on them multiple times, right? We we did. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't your that well, you you weren't the tack match. We weren't, but we used them anyway. You, you ended up using them. There was a sure. tack match earlier in the evening, and um, so. Someone just said, "Hell yeah, Hobo Hank is on." Yeah, right on. What I don't Hell get. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. One, it's it's no doubt really, really painful. But is there like adrenaline that you're just like, oh, it's fine. Like I just have to go through with this because there's thousands or hundreds of tacks sticking into my my skin. Oh yeah. Uh, well, you know the 400 people chanting helped a lot, and the. If you remember, it was surrounded by barbed wire too, so we had a little that's more. That's right. To, oh, that's right. We had more so to worry you, about. You, you had this really hardcore match. Yeah. Hardcore match for, for fans that don't that don't watch wrestling is where you use weaponry uh, like chairs, bats, sledgehammers, uh, barbed wire, tables, uh, light bulbs. Yeah. To, you know, and you guys used quite a bit of different stuff. You guys had you guys had the the ropes wrapped in barbed wire. Right. Then you used the tacks. Um, what else? What else happened to you in that match? There was a, there was a 
like a cage kind of across the ring to the um, to the barricade. Yeah, like a steel cage, uh, grate kind of. Oh, thing. that's right. And we did some did some work on top of that. And uh, you fell through that. We did. Well, yeah, yeah. And then there was a a piece of plywood that we came crashing through. You crashed through that. So yep. how? So what do you do? Go in the back and people pull tacks out of you? Yeah, you know, the next day, yeah. uh, I no exaggeration, I pulled 239 tacks out of the, the bottom of my boots. So I have a solo cup right beside my bed that's just full of thumbtacks. That, that was, those are just my boots. Um, I don't know how many they pulled out of my oh, back man. and my various <laughs> no. body parts. Would that be top three mm-hmm. most painful? <laughs> it's, it's just one. So yeah. I have a ride home, I swear to her. <laughs> Someone's asking if he's drinking a beer in oh, the chat. It's a light beer. <laughs> <laughs> we are drinking the Kirtland Light, the, the beer of uh, haven't got paid yet. <laughs> Hi, Christina. Thank yeah. you for caring. I appreciate that. So would, you, would that go in like the top three or five most painful, I guess non-wrestling weaponry to use or just the tax yeah uh no the tax to me don't bother me that much oh really no they, they, they come out you know you pull them yeah. out and they're gone and it's over it's it's some of the other stuff that yeah. doesn't go away that how long did it you. how long did it take you to heal from that match like where you were just like i didn't feel any pain anymore or are you still are you still feeling the pain uh, i was i was pretty cut up um from the barbed wire so it was probably a good two weeks before all the the real good digs and scrapes healed up. But, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was a pretty cool event, though, so it was all worth it. Yeah. So earlier in the, in the evening, of the, of this was like, so you guys kind of do DWO. They kind of like, they'll have like a one show per month. And just because they have one show per month, it's kind of like a, a pay-per-view style show where every match is you know it's, there's no jobbers it's you know they're all banger matches you know mm-hmm. and um then the very last one of the year is kind of like the starcade wouldn't you kind of agree where it's like the big let's go all out if you know i almost feel like you guys should charge like five more dollars extra just to get you know because that's kind of the show where you go full throttle right you know earlier in the evening there was a. Uh, a match, uh, I can't, and it was like a. Oh, I don't. Even, it was Gino Rivera versus uh, Johnny Thunder, right? And Johnny Thunder, Thunder yeah. Johnny Thunder's like this. Uh, oh, he, when he when he first I first saw him, he was kind of the '80s uh, high flyer. Came out to uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC. You know, kids loved him. And then he had an injury. I think he blew his knee out, right? Yeah, that's And right. so then he came back, and I, I, I don't know if he's 100% or maybe, you know, because, like, it, it's it's kind of like Ric Flair. Ric Flair was this was a big brawler. Then he broke his back in a plane crash. Well, he couldn't be that brawler character anymore so because of his back, so he lost weight, and he became, like, the technical and, you know, like, the cheating. He would cheat to win, you know, and it, like, made his career. So now, like, like it seems like uh, Johnny Thunder's more of, like, he can't do the high flying anymore because of his knee. So now he's kind of a little grittier of a character, which I kind of like. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. So he fought Gino Rivera, which to me is my favorite villain that they have in the DWO. He's the sawed-off runt, little uh, Napoleon uh, complex little guy. Scrappy. Yeah. 
and then like he's always like trying to fight everybody and then like they'll they'll give him they'll they'll he'll he'll be like yelling at the crowd and then they'll grab him from behind and he'll just scream with like the highest shriek that you can imagine just like ah you know but one of my favorite things that he did is like they have a ring girl or like a ring announcer uh, lady and you know she's 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 in her high heels she has her dress on and he, she's in the ring and he's trying to get in the ring and he gets up on the apron and he like points at her and he's like open the ropes for me he's like he's like he's like open the ropes so I can cry, climb through and so she finally comes over and she like pushes the ropes down and then he leaps over the top <laughs> you know just to be a just to be a dick and I was like that's fantastic I was like that is just how you do it anyway he fought Johnny Thunder and like he hit Johnny Thunder in the head with a guitar right which if you've never seen anyone get hit in the head with a guitar live, it's amazing. <laughs> you know? it, he got hit in the head with the guitar. I saw that, too. Yeah, okay. you should see it from that angle. No, I don't want to. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, those guys destroyed that guitar. You're right. Every, every match that night was yeah. was pretty uh, was pretty special. And that, that is basically our WrestleMania or our Starcade. Yeah. So I'll, I'll call it Starcade because I, I lovingly... I miss you know I'm in a now I've, I've joined a group on Facebook, the uh, Crockett Promotions group and all you can if people bring in WWE stuff, that's not welcomed very well. It's it's like we're gonna flag you, bro. Yo yo yo, that's not welcome here, man. <laughs> that's not welcome in this forum. And it's really interesting because like it's uh, so they the, the the forum, it's such NWA Crockett Promotion nerds that now. On Saturdays at six oh five Eastern, they they make up a fantasy card of wrestlers and and do a little tournament by likes and, and votes comments on uh, on the, in the Facebook group because that's, that's when w, you know NWA came on TBS was six oh five Eastern on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So now to you know kind of like that that's how like that's nerd wrestling <laughs> nerd it can get. 605 605 Eastern some things never die right no it's amazing you know? amazing it lives on like that yeah and there's so much you know the 30 for 30 came out did you see the 30 for 30 for Ric Flair you know I still haven't watched it I oh, haven't, I've got a lot of feedback I had a lot of uh, a lot of people texting and even coming by and talking to me about it but I haven't actually got to see it yet he uh I'll say this he could hang with the Tendrick Minimum crew. I never like the the drinking part of that thirty for thirty was insane. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, th- like he's like, yeah, I went and talked to a, a psychi- psychiatrist, and they're like, how much how much do you drink a day? And he's like, well, he's all, I have uh, five beers before I go to the before I before I go to the the arena, then I have another five beers, and then probably about four or five cocktails. And he's like, how often? He's all. Every day, he's like, "How many days a week? Seven. He's like, "How long have you been doing this?" He's like, mm, "22 years." <laughs> like, oh God. Well, so it's like almost twenty drinks a day. Oh, it was crazy, man! It was like ridiculous. And you're just like, "Oh man!" Oh, every day. Well, then he, well, then he almost died. So I guess he doesn't drink anymore now. Oh, yeah. When you're almost seventy years old. Yeah, he's. You can only you can only uh, pull out so long there. Yeah. He's had quite a life, yeah. But you know, a lot of those guys do. I, I'm sure we could list 40 people that uh, yeah. fit the same bill as he did. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he seemed a little a uh, little buzzed at Comic Con last year when we were all. <sighs> Man, I'm, let's not talk. Yeah. Hanging around I'm still, there, I'm still, I'm still a little salty about that. Yeah, I oh. missed him both times. 
They're like, he left already. And, and I'm like, what do you mean he left already? They're like, well, he's old. He has to go home. I was like, old and go home? This is fucking Ric Flair. He's not old and goes home. <laughs> Wander down the street to a bar. <laughs> I guarantee. Yeah, that's like, I, should, I wanted. You should have gone looking for him. I know. And then, and then someone's like, well, I did hear him wooing, a bunch of wooing earlier. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, and it just quit. I was like, ah! I mean, we, were, we, were, we were like there. Yeah. And then he just By left. one o'clock and he was gone. Both days. Yeah. <laughs> but, on you know, just to be fair, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who we were with he was cool, the man. whole day, uh, that guy stayed around at the bitter, bitter end and, and signed Dude. everything that was handed to him. So. God bless him. Got to meet his wife, yeah. and I think it was his birthday one of the two days, which is kind of cool. Oh wow! All I know is I shook hands. Like I'm a big dude, mm-hmm. and he is a big dude, and I could not believe how big his hands were. Like I shook hands with him, and I felt like my hand was just like encapsulated. Like he just big paw, like, and I'm just like hi. Get the little kid thing on. Or yeah, what? yeah, it was and amazing. I, I got to tell him a story about how I saw him. In like 1986 in Clovis, New Mexico, I had ringside seats because my grandma waited in line at the bank to buy ringside seats. And he thought that he was like, he's like, that's a great story. I was like, right on. <laughs> he probably hated. It. I don't know. Did you buy? It? Did he give you a signed two by four? Uh, no. I it, well, since it was his birthday, I was trying to give him a T-shirt, but like you said, the guy's giant, so I didn't even have something that would fit him. But I yeah. gave his wife some of my Hobo Hank merchandise. So yeah. So hacksaw Jim Duggan's wife. Has a pair of Hobo Hank underwear. Oh wow! I don't know if she wears them. Yeah, but so now Tommy Dreamer. Them. So now Tommy Dreamer's wife and Hobo Hank's wife have your underwear. Yeah, Hacksaw. Yeah, uh, Izzy Callaway says hi, Hobo. How are you doing? Hey, Izzy. How are you? Yeah, we have a call-in number. We, actually, I should probably turn that on. People are probably trying to call. Hold on, let me turn that on. They Sorry. resorted to text. No, we have a. We chat. might get some mail. <laughs> Knock on the door. It's like it's like uh, Mister Rogers when the, the mailman would show up. A speedy delivery. I'll have to change my shoes. Let me turn it sweater. on. I'll turn the phones on. But we have a phone number five zero five seven one five six five one one. Hobo Hank will answer all of your relationship questions. Right. <laughs> Just as soon as Hobo Hank can answer his relationship questions. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I mean, so since being the world champion, have you been able to like afford a place to live? You know, oh, he's like the, the, the most the eloquent hobo I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you off the trains? Like, are you traveling the United States? What's happening? Well, <laughs> former champion. Yeah, former, former champion. <laughs> yeah, the life was good for a minute, but yeah, back on the stick bottom. And bindle. They, they, uh, <laughs> stick and bindle. Stick and bindle. They they welcomed uh, you back to behind the frontier. Yeah, yeah I, Oh, that's right. Fighting from behind the frontier. Why would you leave behind the frontier? I don't know. Some of the best food in town. I feel like do they come out and like chalk your boots to make sure you've left in forty five minutes so they don't <laughs> so they can tow your tow your body away. No loitering. <laughs> no loitering. You probably would get arrested for loitering behind the frontier. Well, at night, yeah, it's shady area. Yeah, that's where I, I dude. That's like my neighborhood. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> we live in a shady neighborhood. Maybe that's why it's shady. Yeah. <laughs> Smiley's back there doing shit. <laughs> Shooting away raccoons. Shooting away the raccoon. <laughs> still, man, I, I need to go over and talk to those guys about a sponsorship because I swear I put them over the frontier. Every show, every interview, everything. It's, uh, yeah. They get a plug f- for free. So At least get a, a, a food card from them. Something. Send me a burrito. If yeah. you're at the frontier, you're <laughs> cinnamon eating roll, there. Cinnamon rolls for life. You work there. Something, man. Tell yeah. them. Uh, for people that, that, that don't live in Albuquerque, 
there's a legendary restaurant in, in the university area on Central. It's called The Frontier. Uh, what was the show David Tell did, uh, Up All Night or whatever? What was that show called? Uh, Insomniac. Insomniac, Insomniac. yeah. He, that's, what, that's one of the places they went. It used mm-hmm. to be open 24 hours, and then they had like a metal detector at the door. And security. And security. And For uh, people like James. <laughs> nah, nah, not me. Not me. I just watched the people get stabbed. I, I never had anything to do and with so, it. Yeah. And so when you come out, they always go, fighting from the alleyway behind the frontier. <laughs> Hobo Hank. They go, fighting! Did you ever watch MMA at all? Uh, some, yeah. So yeah. one thing that like I think is the nerdiest, but I can't, if they stopped doing it, I would hate it, is uh, Michael Buffer. He like comes out and he like has the microphone in front of him, and then he goes, Fighting! He like points to the right or the left, and he like does this like jarring motion. <laughs> it's like that is so weird. And now that I've brought that up, people who watch MMA will never not notice that because he just like does this jarring like point to the right or the left or whatever. Well, he's got like one job. I mean, he's got to like all right here it is, and he makes a hundred million a year doing it. Yeah, it's right. probably copywritten that little thing you did. I'm sure. Fighting. I'm probably gonna get sued. Yeah, yet. you guys might want to put a, a shout out to Beep. him. Thank you. Thank you. The patent is saying fighting and then pointing. Yep. That is patented. Do you think? Do you think? What do you think Thanksgiving is like in the Buffer family? Because you have uh, you have Michael Buffer or, that does uh, the which one? One does the MMA and one does boxing. Because the other one does the you know the let's get ready to you know I don't that they're related. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I, I believe so. Because he has the let's get ready. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not paying, them. We're not paying those. <laughs> that one's definitely copyright. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I believe. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so, the, so he's like telling his little brother, he's like, you know, if you, if you, you don't want to be an accountant, you want to get out of that. He's like, there's always announcing. And he's like, boxing is all, oh, no, no, no. MMA. And then, of course, you know. Oh, my, I'm sorry. Michael Buffer is the one that does the, he does the, it's the, the boxing. And let's see who, who is his. And I'm probably completely wrong. They probably Bruce Buffer. You know, half brother is UFC announcer Bruce Buffer. It's wow. Bruce Buffer that does the MMA, and he does the fighting. And he points to the right. Michael Buffer's the you know. Let's get whatever you know. Let's not get sued. Let's not get sued today. You know. No, they would, they would ask for like a cease and desist yeah. or like whatever how much it costs to actually say it like we don't 50 that cents. Kind of, that's not yeah. how much it costs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, well, you know, like, it's, like, it's like I want a quarter every time someone says, yeah. you know, don't get too drunk to jerk. Ooh. <laughs> we'll sue people for that. No. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I've already gotten my cease and desist order for my lifetime from the, from the, uh, uh, Arena Football League, so oh, yeah, which okay. probably doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, I don't, I don't want anymore. They made me. I had to, I had to change the name of one of my YouTube videos because of that. It's like, oh, it's like really, really gonna sue little me. Here's my my hundred dollars that I can afford to give you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We uh, w we've been on WWE's radar a couple of times. WWO. We've had some videos taken down and. Uh, couple of contacts from them really so, yeah it's a uh, well you know on one hand they're watching i guess that means something so yeah i i have to assume that they're so uh they're so big like they they just hire people that just scour through you you know all the different federations things and you know try to sue them yeah, yeah. i mean if because i mean the big thing is is like if they can 
probably they're kind of like the Monsanto of like wrestling, where if they see somebody getting big enough mm-hmm. and they see some kind of copyright thing, they could just like get a team of lawyers, and then you can't afford to like defend. You know, you're going to spend all the money defending yourself, and it'll put you out of business. Oh yeah. If if they're, you know, you. I'm sure they will. Yeah. But if you'll notice now, I don't want to, you know, say something that's not true, but. There's a few things that we've seen kind of emerge in the WWE over the years that yeah. that we did first. Okay. Uh, you know, if you look at Luke Harper, for example, the guy wears a wife beater, blue jeans, and really shiny black boots to the ring every night. Yeah. Now, I've been doing that since 2001. Oh. So, uh, if you look at the uh, the little logo on Bray Wyatt's hat, yeah, the little uh, kind of looks like a blue cross, blue shield yeah. emblem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the DRC's logo. Oh wow! So, which you know they can afford to do that. What are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I agreed, man. Agreed, and more what power to. Who do you think you are, hobo? And I'm just kidding. They're like, okay, come get us. You know, wait yeah. till you get that frontier sponsor number uh, money, and then come on. Well, and I mean, all that frontier money. <laughs> so, frontier money. I, so it's almost like a stand-up comedian too. You, you might have to worry about like you're doing a show somewhere if like some wrestler just pops in to see if he can see something and he's like "Ooh, i like that i'm gonna steal that yeah happens happens all the time i'm sure it does kind of like comedy so yeah that's interesting i never even thought about that it's hard to copyright what we do yeah you're like okay so what i do is is i got the guy on my shoulders and then i like throw him up and then slam him head down Mm -hmm. you know and i call it the whatever the hobo blaster and they're like (laughs) (laughs) at the patent office they're like what (laughs) You know, like Kobo, hey, he does that uh, finger blaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I call it throwing him off the train, you know? You know, if that name sticks and I have to deal with that, yeah. I'm not going to be pleased. <laughs> if I find that on you know, the, the BWO's the, website. Throw mama from the train. <laughs> he calls this maneuver, get off the train. <laughs> I, I think my first, if I remember the first time I wrestled as Hobo Hank, I did this finisher. Yeah. And the announcer just on the cuff named or off the cuff named it the the rescue mission. Oh no! And I I laugh. I was laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. And then we're in the middle of the stupid match. But oh no, he's got him in the don't touch my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Just all different, like with the Sandman, the Sandman from my EC- beans. <laughs> the Sandman from ECW. He was like he was one of my favorites for that. Because the Sandman would come to the ring and he would drink. I mean, he would drink like five. Well, he didn't drink them, but he would, you know, slam them. He would he would put beer up above his head and then dump it in his mouth, and half of it like fell out. Mm-hmm. But he would drink five beers before he got to the ring. You know, he would come down through the crowd and drink beers and then smash them on his forehead, so he would be bleeding before the match. Well. All of his moves, though, like they were like normal moves, but then they all took like a a, a drinking tone. Like, instead of the Russian leg sweep, it was the white Russian leg sweep, you know? And instead of the Hurricane Rana, it was the Heineken Rana, mm-hmm. you know? So, I thought, that, so you know, the hobo theme, you know? Is, oh, he, he, he gave him the throw him off the train! Yeah, and, and Heineken probably sent him some money. They probably so? sponsored him, because that's the right thing to do when you mention yeah. a product over and over on a wrestling program. Yeah. Frontier Restaurant. Frontier Restaurant. Send Ooh. us some burritos or something. Yeah, Kirtland Light. <laughs> <laughs> Kirtland Light. 
I think I'm the only one here that like romanticizes the whole hobo thing. It's like, oh yeah, you know. It's like uh, yeah. Going- appara- apparently, yeah. You bought the beer, right? <laughs> I've never even heard of this. I'm hobo. Hey, I've never heard of this. Well, stuff. it's like, you know, you know, like the so so mysterious and like you know the whole train thing. You know, going from house to house, putting symbols on gates, posts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what what's some other hobo terminology. <laughs> like this house is okay. He's got him. He's got him tied up in the stick and bindle. Will he tap out? Will he tap out? Like you know, it's the big big clown shoes stick and bindle oh yeah perhaps like a straw hat so yeah let's let's talk about the Kirk, the kirkland light so billy comes home with this this is the only beer that i've ever seen that comes in a what a 48 pack yes i never heard of that like the 30 pack i thought was like you know the i thought we'd really turn the corner and that was like we we've reached the packaging of beer at the 30 pack it's heavy as fuck too yeah. like you put it in in the thing and you just like psh- it's probably like 30 pounds. Costco's like, no, 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 no. You buy in bulk here. You guys realize this is 4-2 beer, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, we do. Okay. It's called it's called getting paid tomorrow beer. That's what it's called. All right. I'm all, you realize uh, they sell this to 18-year-olds in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are very aware of this, James. This beer I call, uh, why don't we have a sponsor beer? Would you like some of my vodka? <laughs> right. To pour into the beer? Oh, that might work. Tough yeah. enough. It's like, yeah, I don't really want to get drunk, but I'm also dehydrated, so... I really want to be just full. Full, yeah. I just (laughs) want to be bloated and not buzzed or... Yeah. I want to throw up from drinking but not have the good effects. I just want to feel like crap. I feel like crap. It would be... light. (laughs) 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 We're getting that sponsorship. You know what? We blow all of our sponsorships. I I was fooled... Into drinking, not fooled, but I drank some <laughs> seltzer water in a can, and I was it filled into drinking water it, one day. It was, it was, it was filling. I was like, this is bitter, and it tastes, you know, it has it's fizzy, so it, it could be a beer. Ooh, they like the hobo blaster. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad that's catching on. Every <laughs> off the train went to <laughs> everything I hate catches on real fast. So. It's a story of my life. Oh no! There should be like there should be like a two part move in the stick and bindle. Yes, that should be your submission hold. <laughs> yeah, not on the stick and bindle. Is he gonna tap out? That sounds that sounds dirty when you say it. <laughs> oh, he's got him in a stick and bindle. We, we he's a, tapping out. He's tapping out. I work primarily ask family him, friendly ask shows. Him. No stick and bindles. Sounds better than a hobo blaster. Yeah. It just sure does. <laughs> Watch out, watch out, watch out! We're not even in the second hour. It's in the stick and bindle! What is in this crap? (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) What was it? uh, It's probably the aluminum leaching into the... You ever see that that, uh, movie, The Other Guys? And they steal his car and then they have sex in it? And he finds the note, and he's like, "How do you know they had sex?" And he goes, "Oh, they left a note, and it's all thanks for the thanks for the fuck shack, Dirty Mike and the boys." <laughs> <coughs> That's what that made me think of the hobo blaster. Oh man, oh, no. great! It's a new T-shirt. Hobo blaster. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> that yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe I'll bring a sign for the next show. Give oh, him the hobo blaster. Please do. <laughs> I have what four weeks to figure out what the hell that's gonna look like or be. (laughs) So I haven't. So I've gone to a lot of your shows, but I have. So have I. Yeah, uh, you have. Yeah, too. So I have yet to bring a sign though. So we'll see. 
Get on it, man. <laughs> you we, guys have the blue meanie coming for the next one. That's kind of exciting. We, we do. We got to do a crafts night here? A crafts night, right? <laughs> a little glitter and glue. Yeah, I've never worked with meanie. I've never met the yeah. gentleman, so. ECW original. He is, yeah. Part of the BWO, right? With the, blue world, the Blue World Order. The Blue World Order, yeah. <laughs> is he? Is, I saw the picture of him. So he lost a bunch of weight. He was, okay. So he was, no, he looked like the blue meanie from the movie, the, you know, Yellow Submarine. Oh, okay. The wrestler did, right? I mean, he, you know, he was a rather hefty fellow. And uh, he lost all that weight. And he was, like, really in shape. And then it looks like he kind of has gone back to the former. A little bit, yeah. It so, looks like he's put on a couple pounds. But. I want to know when you guys are going to get Amish roadkill. <laughs> hey, you know what? I Email him. I'm, I'm sure yeah. we're always up for suggestions. ECW had some of the greatest gimmicks that made no sense whatsoever. They you did. Know, he was an Amish wrestler and they called him Amish roadkill I don't know why the roadkill part I don't either and they, they, but then they would be all the crazy Amish warrior and it, was like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but I love it and he would go oh, like he was a big dude too and of course he had the he had the the neck beard with no mustache you know and then the hat and the suspenders a lot and he would go over the top rope yeah like he would run and like, jump over the top rope it blew my mind so and he I made a living that. at this. That's amazing, right? Yeah. Wrestling's yeah. a crazy it is. business. It is. I mean, you know. I mean, what does your wife what does your wife think of all this? Does she like love it or does she just kind of go, ah. Uh, that's a good question. She's uh, I'm sure she's not even watching, but Yeah. Um Yeah, she puts up with it for sure. She goes she's really supportive. She goes to all the shows and Yeah. Um never gives me any flack, you know. It'd be kind of hard to leave town and go do this with yeah. you know, having the nagging, but uh, no, she's really supportive about it, and she enjoys it. She likes the wrestling. Oh, she's cool. really super critical. Does she? Oh, really? So yeah, when she sees people do things that uh, oh, I thought maybe she filmed your matches and she's like, let me show you all the mistakes you made. Not That's not what so I was much too, actually. Not so much with me. I mean, maybe maybe she just doesn't say it, but uh, <laughs> like nice. she hates when people slap their leg when they're you know kicking somebody and they slap their leg. That's like her biggest pet peeve. So, so I just want to let you know she is watching. Oh, is she? Oh, yes. hey. Yes. How are you doing? Cool. Glad you're watching. Yeah, she's a she's like against the leg slapping. That's the big one. And uh, anytime somebody hits somebody that doesn't look good, she'll she'll call them out on it. Pretty oh well. man, but, to their face? Uh, no, she usually tells me oh. over dinner after the show. Oh, I thought maybe did on you, Twitter. <laughs> did you see this? And I have to remind her. I never watch the other matches. I've never, I never sh- have. Have you seen her Twitter account lately? It basically, it's all that what you said. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all it's all shade on somebody. Probably, <laughs> probably learn to work. Yeah, I don't know. Learn to work. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag DWO. Yeah, she's all. I don't think so. She's all not real. <laughs> like, oh fuck. Yeah, I'm sure if I did it, she'd call me out oh, too. Man. So she's all, she's all nice punch. Hashtag it's still real to me, dude. Yep. <laughs> when I screw up, she will say, "Hey, what were you? Uh, what was that? What were you trying to do?" Oh that? yeah. Is there times? So she goes to the matches. Yeah, she goes to almost every match. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. So whenever like okay, so when you won the title in that ladder match, right? And you went through that ladder. Is it? Is she like just like holding her breath, or is is there something that you do that you're like, okay, I'm okay? Uh, no, she's um. She knows that I I know what I'm doing. I guess for mm-hmm. lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah. So she trusts me to 
to do the right things and come home safe. Because I messaged you and I was like, dude, are you fucking okay? That's right. Yeah, you did. Because it did not look right. Yeah. <laughs> he went through this ladder. Like they, they, they built like this ladder bridge and then climbed up it and they were fighting on a on a ladder that was that was basically a bridge between two ladders. I saw your photos, dude. Yeah. It was crazy. And and then he got body like the other dude picked him up and body slammed him through it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that did not look right. I, I like that you messaged him, but was it during the match? Oh, it was during the match. Are you okay? Yeah. And he pulled out his <laughs> yeah. He pulled out his little hobo bag and his phone, and it was a flip phone. So it was a flip phone. So I had to text him. I said, "Hell no, I'm not okay. I just got hobo blasted." <laughs> hobo blasted. He, he pulled out his flip phone that you know he bought at Walmart that day. My burner phone. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you oh. thought it looked bad from where y'all were sitting, you should have seen what I saw. It was, oh God, it was pretty crazy. But I feel like it sucks that you missed out on the whole '80s wrestling thing because I feel like you would have been a huge character, and then you would have got your own cartoon where you're a hobo but you solve mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say he has to have a sidekick for that. Maybe a little ascot. Like, there's like that's a murder. A diff- there there's like a there. murder, and it's in an alleyway, and the cops are like, "I just we're just stumped." And all of a sudden, he walks out from behind the dumpster. He's like, "Maybe I could be of assistance." <laughs> there was a guy about seven or eight years ago. He was legitimately working on a Hobo Hank comic book. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I never. And he, I think he went to jail. I don't know. <laughs> so I wish I could make this stuff up, but yeah, he was he was working on it, and I was excited to see what that was gonna look like, but. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, got, he's, he's got plenty of time now, right? <laughs> well, yeah, tell. yeah. No, they don't let me have pencils because I stabbed a man. <laughs> you never know, man. I might get a FedEx package one day and blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh wow! I'm trying to think what what the hobo blaster maneuver would oh, be. Oh man! No, no. Just what do you call your DDT off the top turn off the top turnbuckle? You know, I don't have a name for that. They just call it the tornado DDT. Maybe uh-huh. that's the hobo blaster. <laughs> hobo blaster. <laughs> I hope it's not. <laughs> I'm going to yell at you. Hit him with a hobo blaster. Oh, and then other people will hear it, and they're going to be like, yeah, hit him with a hobo blaster. <laughs> you, re- you realize Chris is a genius at this. This will become a thing. In my- <laughs> yeah. As a trendsetter. <laughs> oh, man. Hope- Hashtag hobo blaster. Fantastic. He'll go you know, back man, to like... Don't even say that. It'll end up, you know, it'll... Those ENC guys get a hold of that, and it'll be all <laughs> oh, over yeah. the world. Oh, let's talk about Two that. Minutes of- let's talk about that, by the way. So he, so this motherfucker over here now, is is famous. You're getting more famous. I got a little more famous. Yeah, got a little more famous. So, how? Let's let's the genesis of this. Mm -hmm. So you come on the show, and then we're like, let's you know film some promos, and you're like, I'm gonna wrestle Tommy Dreamer, in which I'm like, what the hell? That's amazing because Tommy Dreamer's you know that's that's a big get. Yeah. For you know, real wrestling fans, you know. So we made a promo for you. Right. And then you put it out there. I don't know if you sent it to him or he just saw it. Uh, we Yeah, it was just posted. DWO um, was using it to promo the show. Tommy and I were booked here yeah. for the main event. and uh, Apparently, he got a hold of that. Yeah. So. And then what happened? Uh, well, you know, the night of the show, he... Um, well, first of all, he came to do you know, did a signing, an autograph signing prior to the show. Right. And he walked by the merchandise table, and he saw the the underwear, the Hobo Hank panties that I, I sell. And apparently he was blown away. He's never seen a wrestler that sold women's underwear with their face <laughs> on the front of them. Right. Um, so he asked me about him. He said, hey, do you, you really sell these things? You 
have you actually sold any of these? And I said, yeah, believe it or not, I've sold a pretty good number of them. Um, and he thought that was the coolest thing he'd ever seen. So, you know, the night went on. We did our we did our thing. We got ready for the match. We cut our promos for the actual because it was a it was a televised uh, show. So we had oh, that's right. Shoot promos and all that. Yeah, we went out and did the match. And after the match, uh, he and I were talking, and he asked me for uh, he asked me if I could give him a signed eight by ten, and if I had any more underwear to sell. Yeah. So I gave him a pair of underwear, and uh, signed him an eight by ten, and he signed me one too. You know, we just kind of traded him off. And he said, "I want you to know that you are my favorite independent wrestler," and. Uh, Tommy Dreamer said you were his favorite independent wrestler. That's amazing. He did. <laughs> That's he did. tight. And then he, he said, uh, just so you know, I took your promo that you shot, and I sent it to Edge, Christian, and Road Dog, the uh, yeah. you know, talent guy from WWE. Right. Now, that night, honest to be honest with you, I wasn't really sure, you know. Um, you thought it was bullshitting you? Yeah, I thought I were, you know. It was a rib. I gave him a good match, I thought. You know, the crowd was into it, and the crowd... Crazy enough, you know, even with Tommy Dreamer, the crowd was on my side pretty hardcore. Right. So that was cool. Um, so I, I thought, yeah, I thought things were good, but I thought it was a rib. I thought maybe he was just kind of, you know, poking fun at me or, or whatever. Never thought another thing about it. And uh, about a week later, two weeks later, uh, I'm, I'm working, you know, I'm at work doing my thing early in the morning, and my phone just starts blowing up. I got text after text after text. Uh, says, uh, oh my God, they're talking about you on the ENC Pot of Awesomeness, which, which is the Edge and Christian uh, Pot of Awesome. They, they Edge and Christian have a show on the WWE Network. Like neither one of them wrestles anymore. Uh, Edge can't because I think he got he got injured. His his neck got injured. He could never wrestle again. He actually retired as champion. I think. Yeah, he did. And as WWE champion, so him and Christian now have a show on. Uh, the WWE Network and it's like Edge and Christian's most awesome show or something. I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll look it up before and we'll you know plug it in. So they also do a podcast, and Tommy Dreamer goes on there and he does a segment called Tales from the Indies because mm-hmm. I assume that they all became friends uh, when they were in the WWE together because I don't really know if they wrestled together. They might have like before, and so there's an episode of Edge and Christian's podcast where they he he comes on and he tells a whole story about you yeah to a good 25 minutes of his yeah. uh, his whole trip to albuquerque yeah seeing the underwear you know working the match he told you know talks about the entire oh, yeah. match um and then he went on he went on record and said i was his favorite independent wrestler yeah which was very cool um i was blown away i i didn't even i honestly i hadn't heard the show before i didn't know he did a I, segment either yeah no no clue and i was like wait a minute here they're doing a podcast. I think we—that's what we do. So we're suing them now. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> so you know, yeah, cease and desist, Edge and Christian. Just and I kidding. was on here first. You were on here first. To be fair, so to be fair, uh, you know, is there supposed to be money involved in podcasts? I don't think I so. I, I don't think there is. But I didn't get paid. Just so for the record. Then <laughs> they they talk about you, and they're like kind of blown away by you know like your uh, character, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Then they then what happened after that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of, of course, you know, when you're on a podcast like that. I don't know how many people actually listen to it. I've heard of it. It's thousands, it's like a, I'm sure. I've heard of up to a quarter of a million. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, 
the next day more than listen to this podcast oh man i was getting well a few more maybe <laughs> uh, i was getting messages and uh, you know likes and, and we follows. Are, we are big in australia though well, apparently so are they, because I was getting them from Australia, oh, wow. from the UK, from uh, Well, that's only Ireland. because you were on our show before. That's right. That's from us. <laughs> you know, maybe those were just residual. <laughs> well, there's a time change, right? It might take a while for those tweets and whatnot to catch up, I guess. So that makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, so it was, I mean, it was crazy. The next day, my phone was just going off all day long. And uh, But again, you know, I just took it for what it was. I thought, yeah. this is cool. Appreciated the moment. That, that, that could have been the highlight right there. Oh, sure. But yeah, it's not. It was not the highlight, yeah. So uh, a week, another t- week or two goes by. The producer contacts me from the ENC pod and says, uh, you know, Tommy Dreamers, and he was in Australia at the time doing the House of Hardcore tour. Would you like to be the the uh, the guest host of the yeah. Tales from the Indies segment? Again, I'm not, I'm still like tentative, you know, I'm yeah. still thinking these guys are all fucking screwing me, right? We're talking a couple of Hall of Famers and, yeah, um, you know, big, big names in the business. So I was a little, a little yeah. worried, but lo and behold, yeah, they really did have me on. I, I hosted the whole uh, Tales from the Indie segment. We talked about the character for, uh, I mean, it was a good 20, 25 minutes, and uh, they had me tell my tale of the the last match I had after Dreamer I wrestled another show here in Albuquerque so I uh, got to talk all about that at the end uh, they invited me back oh wow f- for a third or another show uh, to plug Day of Destiny so I actually went back one more time and did a little run in on Tommy's segment which was cool because then we were both on the on the show together uh, the night before Day of Destiny Oh, nice! To talk about the the barbed wire match. So that's cool, you know. And and again, all all of that was amazing. And but even more so, uh, or I guess the icing on the cake was, and all these people start inquiring about me. I, again, I'm getting all these messages, and oh, that's people awesome. start googling me and reading. Yeah. Last year, I don't know if it was after the, I was on the show, the your show, or, or not, but yeah, there was a, a really big article um, that was written by. Uh, a local oh that's right i uh, saw that author ty bannerman i (laughs) I work with ty bannerman now do you really yeah we uh we have launched um the new mexico ty bannerman does a podcast called city on the edge right Um, and now ty and me and uh hunter riley who does the self-serve sexuality resource podcast i can't i can't think of the the full name we have uh, banded together and we've launched the New Mexico Podscape Group, which is going to be a nonprofit podcasting group uh, to build, raise and build money to help New Mexico podcasters. That is very cool. Yeah, so Ty is a very good guy. He is, yeah. Yeah, he, he set out to do an article on DWO back in like early 96, and it just kind of morphed into uh, it, it's called The Passion of Hobo Hank, and it ran on Narratively's website, and then it it, they picked it up in the week magazine oh wow and last i heard um something like a half a million people had read that thing yeah which is just mind-boggling to me you know i he interviewed me at a buffalo wild wings just, <laughs> we sat there at a table and he kind of asked he me does. my life story um and as a matter of fact the the city on the edge podcast that you're talking about episode mm-hmm. 11 is hobo hank that's all that whole article i did not and, know that yeah yeah, yeah he's the interview we did we will be suing ty bannerman at this point now there's i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding so as, as people started reading that they they uh, realized that i had worked with eric bischoff and that he had managed me for a, an event and we did some I stuff knew that. together i was there yeah he was there 
when Eric when Eric Bischoff came out, I was with my friend Marty, and Marty likes to go sometimes with me, but he's not. He's never been a like a, a avid fan. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, oh cool, I watched it in the eighties, maybe a you know when I was a kid, and it's kind of fun to go live, and so when, I have to explain. There's some times where I'll watch wrestling and Billy Billy will see me and I'm just kind of like, ah, eh, whatever. And this is what's going to happen here, and I can kind of tell. But then there was there was there was this one. It was was it WrestleMania? It was when they had the the three way tag match and the um, the New Day came out and said we're adding another tag team, and it was it ended up being the Hardy Boys. And Billy saw me actually like fangirl. Mm-hmm. I jumped up and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> so. At that DWO event, you guys were like, I, I really couldn't believe, and uh, I give it to, to the people that own the, the DWO, I give you much respect and much props for doing it this way, because business-wise, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. But fan-wise, it was a f- amazing. So what they did is they had an event, and you came out and you've been fighting with Matthew Robles for a year or so. Years, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like against you with Chad Thomas or somebody and you kind of need a manager or someone to help you and they've fired him as like the the, the evil commissioner and you guys are like, we're going to bring in a new commissioner. All of a sudden the music hits and it's the NWO music. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like wait a minute are they shitting is this like a rib or something and Eric Bischoff who was the president of WCW when they were beating the shit out of WWE for like 82 weeks in a row comes out and I'm just like they they hadn't put advertised him on the flyer nothing like they could have easily put uh, on tonight's show Eric Bischoff and people would have like bought tickets just to see Eric Bischoff but they didn't. They were like, he's going to just surprise everybody and walk out. And I was like, I'm, I'm sitting next to Marty. And I go, I hear the music. And I go, whoa. And I stand up. And like he comes out. And I'm like, oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> and Marty's like, who is that? <laughs> I'm like, that's Eric Bischoff. And he's like, who's Eric Bischoff? <laughs> I don't know who that is. And I had to explain it. So I have an autograph. And I paid $10 to get a picture uh, with Eric Bischoff. And then he's autographed one. And, he's, and it says, and it's hanging up on my wall as I walk out my door. And it says, NWO for life, Eric Bischoff. On my wall. Yep. No shit. <laughs> Framed everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, when that happened, I'm in the ring, right? Waiting. Yeah, oh yeah. And there's only like a handful of people that even know that that's going to happen. Oh, man. And I'm one of them. And uh, now I had to be a professional. I had to yeah. stand there and do what I was supposed to do and you know shake his hand and whatnot. But when he said... You know, he's talking to his new best friend, Hobo Hank, and he gives yeah. me a big hug and all that. The seven-year-old in me was shaking out, man. It oh, was, yeah. You know, it was like standing there on the set of Monday Nitro. Oh, my God. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. But, um, uh, well, yeah, so I, all these people, they start looking into Hobo Hank and reading all these things. And uh, lo and behold, they asked Eric Bischoff. Uh, they started tweeting him. Hey, what's the deal with you and Hobo Hank? Why did you know? What did you do with him? Or yeah, what's your relationship? And so, uh, on his podcast, uh, episode fifty. Oh, that's right. He tells the story of coming to Albuquerque. Yeah. Is that oh, that's thing. cool. Yeah. You know why? Why he came down here? Why nobody knew he was coming? Um, and what it was like working with me. And uh, 
just to quote him, he said I was a very cool dude, um, and <laughs> and he said uh, that I was the reason that he got into independent wrestling. Oh, so, really? Yeah, in a matter of two months, I got. What do you mean huge. by that? Like, is he getting back into wrestling? Uh, well, he's launched. Uh, he's a partner in an independent wrestling uh, website. Oh, where they feature all different uh, independent wrestling promotions from all over the world, and it's kind of like like Twitch or you know yeah. Fight Network. Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. But he he's launched his own. Um, but yeah, he actually gave me credit for lighting helping helping to light that fire, I guess, under him. That's awesome. So um, whether he was lying or not, I'll take it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for the he is kind words. Off, and by the way, hey, <laughs> whatever. Um, so man, last year was last year was pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like you know you you fought your whole career and it's kind of like us. I mean we you know we've been doing this eleven years. So I've been doing this eleven years. These Billy's like five. Smiley's like on three. I think, right? Is it somewhere? I've there? been six. I was five years in. Six. Six. Yeah. Okay. So it's like one of those things where it's like you, you you if you just stick with it and you fight through sooner or later it's like something's gonna happen. You know. You're, you know you're absolutely right. I was uh, just telling somebody about that not too long ago that. There was definitely times I thought, let's you know, I've done what I was going to do, I'll hang up yeah. the boots, and it's yeah. probably finished. But uh, um, yeah, you don't really think about the the journey sometimes. It, those right. little those little simple matches and the, no, right. those weird little towns that I drive through and, and wrestle for twenty people. And, yeah, um, they all mattered. You know, it yeah. all added up. And uh, the more that I think I'm done, and maybe I've I've peaked. Just the more crazy things that just kind of roll out, right? So I mean, not only that. Last year I got to wrestle uh, Rob Conway, yeah, which was cool. And then um, yeah, I wrestled Sin Bodie, Sin Bodie, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, I mean, I wrestled some of the bigger names and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I was did. A, well, you didn't wrestle him. You were just did you? Oh no, you guys wrestled. Right? We I didn't wrestle him, but we oh, right. at the end we we finished the show yeah. together. I he threw me his guitar. I smashed. you did an event with Jeff Jarrett. I, I did. Yeah, and Jeff and I. Sold pictures together and made a lot of money that night. So thank you, Jeff. And um, yeah, and he even he even texted me a few times afterwards. Wow! Imagine you know waking up in the morning, you got a text from Jeff Jarrett. No, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, Or Tommy Dreamer. Or uh, yeah, I mean those those things happened. Um, That's crazy. So, and and the cool thing too is like uh, what I what I like about the the meshing of the worlds. When I talk about the meshing of the worlds, I'm talking about like the the podcasting, the technology, and all that. So now we have the internet, which I always call the great equalizer. It is like taking this world where I was a kid and I was always like, oh, whatever happened to that wrestler I liked? Why did they not let him wrestle? And then I read and I'm like, oh, he went to rehab. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, he like, you know, blew his knee out and right. had to retire, uh, you know, or whatever. You find out the truth. Well, you know, now all the different stories are coming out. You have the different, like Eric Bischoff has a podcast. Uh, Edge and Christian have a podcast. Well, the cool thing is, is, you know, WWE is like the big dog. They they have this product, like it or not, it is what it is. A lot of people don't like it. Uh, traditionalists really don't like it. But, I mean, you have, like, the independent promotions, and I don't know, I'm hoping maybe DWO might think about doing something like this too, but, like, uh, House of Hardcore now, I don't know if you know this, is on Twitch. Yes. And I think that's really cool. We're on Twitch. House of Hardcore is on Twitch, you know. I think that's really amazing that now I can watch Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins owns the NWA. Yep. That's right. <laughs> which is slowly but surely gaining steam. Yes, it is. 
Did you know that? Yes, it is. Did you know that they are in talks with TBS again? I did know that, yeah. Six oh five Eastern, Saturdays. It's, it's crazy, and they might pull it off. <laughs> we'll see. Well, yeah, it's weird. Everything's so intertwined. Um, yeah. Like you said, you know, House of Hardcore is on Twitch. Yeah. I, I don't know if you really think about this. Do you know how many DWO guys are out there making a name right now? I mean, there's, we have guys in Ring of Honor. I see that, yeah. We, we like, have guys like in Lucha. Many is out there. Yeah, we have guys in Lucha Underground. We've got oh, yeah. guys uh I follow everywhere. some of them on Facebook. Yeah. I'm not saying who. Sure. I follow you. Matthew Robles is in House of Hardcore. He uh, he retweeted. So I, I tweeted uh, a thing about you, and he retweeted that. And uh, and it's really funny because like uh, I was walking into one of your shows, and he was somebody was this, I don't know what happened. There's people that bring you guys like food, right? You know, and someone was bringing the food, and he was accepting it. And I was walking by, and he was like out of character. And then all of a sudden, he gets into character. And he's like, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. I was like, hey. <laughs> well, it's hard to be mad when somebody's handing you a tray full of brownies. Which, which, thank you, by the way. We appreciate that. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It's always nice when people bring you baked goods. Yeah. And it, isn't it weird, though? Like, we get stuff like this. This happens to us. You'll have this lull where you're, you're, you're nothing is happening, and it's kind of you're just grinding. And, uh, like, this happened not so long ago. And uh, I was kind of, like, in a, you know, in a funk a little bit. And then uh, one of my friends from a long time ago goes, oh, yeah, yeah, by the way, man, I meant to tell you, I was in Australia for a business thing, and I was in a bar, and I was sitting there talking to a guy, and he said, where are you from? And I said, Albuquerque. And a dude behind me grabbed me on the shoulder, and he goes, 10 drink minimum, you know them? And he goes, have you heard of them? And he goes, yeah, my friend is the host. And the guy was like, wow, really? Wow, that's cool. And it was just crazy, because like, we always make that joke, and... Uh, you know, we've we've had fans from Australia contact us. We had a fan fly here, so it's like weird that that you know that that happened. And so then you kind of feel good, and you're like, oh wow, yeah, I will keep doing this. You think like, oh yeah, okay, from Breaking Bad, Albuquerque. No, it's no, nope. ten drink minimum. Ten drink minimum. It fuels the fire, and you're right. <laughs> you, you go through those lulls, and it yeah, you know, just you know, you don't know why you even bother sometimes. But in the last couple of weeks, uh, I mean, I've gotten fans that have basically hooked me up with promotions in uh, Houston, in Seattle, in Monterey, Mexico. These are all people that just saw me on the podcast, <laughs> heard me on the podcast, and now they want to get me in their uh, communities, and oh, they're man. offering me couches and stuff to sleep on just so I can go out there and work and do my stuff. That's amazing. So in the chat, uh, I'm afraid to ask. someone just did the hashtag Hobo Blaster. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. If that's the one thing that comes out of this, I love it's all that. worth it. So let's, uh, we're going to take a break here in a little bit, and uh, we'll come back for the wavy hour. Uh, I want to I want to talk about the alibi.com. They have a they have a thing going on right now called the best of Burke. You can go on alibi.com. And I and I want to I, I thought about this today. Usually I would tell you go on there, go on that and go to the best of anything we forgot and vote for us. But I'm not going to tell you to do that today. I'm going to tell you to go on there and vote best local wrestler Hobo Hank. That's that, I'll do oh, it. Is that a category? Yeah, no, but we can create it. I, I had no idea we could create categories. Best anything they forgot. They have best anything oh. they forgot. And I think what we need is best local wrestler, Hobo Hank. I'm, I'm down with alibi. that. I'm down with that. We've already won five best we, anything you forgot. Yeah, we're, we're best, yeah, best local podcast five time. 
Five-time champion. And we're not even in category. Yeah. You know what would be awesome is I could add that emblem. Because they give you an emblem thing, right? That's like yeah. the best of. I That's could great. add that to my sign. The we'll yeah. wrestle for food sign. I could have like the best of birthday <laughs> yeah, on the bottom. <laughs> That's done. We're going to get that done. Let's make it happen. I will make that happen. Make that happen. Everyone that's listening, you don't even have to vote uh, if you're in the state. Yeah. Vote Imagine from other that states. on my sign. Maybe then I can get a damn burrito. Yeah. Best of Berkey five times. Vote for us. Well deserved. Vote for Hobo Hank. You can vote every day till the end of the month. That's right. That's uh, alibi.com. Nice. And they just went nuts in the chat. And I think you're about to get voted. Yeah, awesome. Uh, best of Burke, Hobo Hank. Please do. Local. Well, it's too late. We've already locals. done the best of DWO. That's closed, so you yeah. guys. Yeah, but I mean, come on. I mean, what could get the name out there more than like opening up the, hey, what's in the local alibi? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, best local wrestler. And uh, I think it's interesting because there's a lot of people still who don't know that there's a best that there's a DWO that there's a wrestling there's local you know yeah when I tell absolutely. people like there's someone's like who's on the show this week I was like oh Hobo Hank and they're like what who the hell is that oh, like, yeah. this guy that just sees he's around the corner and we just you know exploit him for his homelessness mm-hmm. no it's it's a wrestler and they you know <laughs> I still I still so you've been on this show twice so we I'll, I'll there's people listening that probably have never listened to this show before I have to tell the bum fight story again oh yeah I like that story I'll do it in the wavy hour because you know I'll tease it so you can come back for the second hour we'll take a 10 minute break here in a little while um because that's because I almost got killed because I someone thought I was going to go to uh, bum fights when I was going to the DWO wrestling <laughs> just because someone didn't know the, the right terminology sure um but yeah, so definitely. Do you have do you have a, a, a Facebook page people can can add? Yeah, well, since I was here, uh, I actually have hobohank.com now. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I got a real deal official website. It's got all my uh, my bios on there. There's uh, pictures. There's videos of matches. There's interviews. In fact, links to times I've been on here. Yeah. Um, and there's a merchandise store. So if you want to check out the Hobo Hank panties that. <laughs> yeah, we're sweeping the nation now. Sweeping the, sweeping the world. I don't know. India. <laughs> Panama that's City Beach, Florida. Yeah. Uh, Hobo Hank Thong is on fire. Imagine. I have, I have friends now in places I don't even know where the hell they are. Um, but yeah, you can get on there. Um, I've got the Facebook. That's Hobo Hank. Um, that, I think that was the real Hobo Hank. And then oh, wow. Twitter is Hobo Hank ABQ. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Instagram is... Also, I believe Hobo Hank ABQ. Oh, that's really cool. But the website has links to all that stuff. Just go to nice. hobohank.com. And you guys can add us. Uh, we do a live show most Sundays from 6 to 8, uh, 6 uh, to 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Unless we're doing a, uh event show. Right. It's usually on Saturday. Which we have coming up. That's right. February 3rd. Oh, let me say where you can find us. We're on facebook.com forward slash 10drink. Uh, we have a website as well, 10drinkminimum.com. Um, but let me tell you, February 3rd, we have a live podcast. We're going to do a live feed out at uh, Monk's Corner Tap Room. Again? They uh, liked our us. return performance? They liked us. We're coming back. It's February 3rd from 6 to 8 p.m., and it's my birthday. Oh. Holy shit. You guys can bring me stuff. I did not know I that. I like stuff and things. I will. Yeah. February 3rd. February 3rd. 
And uh, yeah, so that's that's happening. Billy, do you have anything? Um, I'm <coughs> playing that show and tell show at uh, Moonlight Lounge on January 30th. Oh, nice. Which is, oh my God, that's less than a week, well, a week away. Yeah, it's coming. coming when is the, the next the DWO show? It's The next DWO show is February 24th. Okay. And, and they we've, we've moved. We're at a different that le- location. Okay, can we talk about that in the second hour? I really want to talk about that. Do you know anything about it? I mean, is this... I know a little bit about it. Enough about it? Enough or? to talk about it in the second hour, sure. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah, it, it, let's see here. It is, I got the thing, February 24th uh, at the Cesar Chavez Community Center, uh, 77505 Catherine Avenue. Oh, my God. I've never been there. It's right next to my house. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, cool. I walked there. That's, that's dope. Uh, admission is $15 general, 20 for second row, 25 for the front row. I think the front row sold out. Uh, it is online for sure. You might, yeah. I think if you message uh, DWO on Facebook, yeah. they might be able to hook you up. But yeah, and online, first and second are both sold out already. Yeah. And we've got DWO at the DWOWrestling.com. Check that out. Um, so yeah, definitely go out to the show. Uh, the more they fill out the arenas, the more shows they can probably put on. That is correct. That's, you know, that's always how it is. You know, always support local you know, entertainment. Um, yeah. Buy their merch. Buy their merch. Yeah, please. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. Like, the cool thing about... Uh, yeah, I'll tell you the cool thing. Come to the second hour. Keep watching. Don't stop watching. I don't care what playoff game is on. Mm-hmm. Playoffs? Playoffs? You can, there's, you can just mute it. You yeah. can listen to us watch sports. Well, the thing is, it's a, I, I, I did see the score, and it's it's a fucking bloodbath. It's a bloodbath. Eagles? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we definitely drink when we uh, do this show. You should drink as well. But uh, always remember, never, never get, get too drunk, drunk to jerk. Ten drink minimum. Dot com. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the, the second hour. Ooh. The wavy hour of ten drink minimum. My Ooh. name is Billy Belmont. This is Chris oh. Smiley. And Smiley's here. Who's Smiley? Oh, that him. And we have back on the show Hobo Hank yeah. from the DWO. So I have a question. Somebody put hashtag fireman. Is that like a, th- uh, a callback to your first character or original character? Yeah, or? Who, who put that? Uh, Joseph I, B-O-N-N-E-A-U. Bonnet, 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 I don't know. I know that name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah? But, uh, yeah, yeah. That well, who wants to fight you now? My old, <laughs> my old character. I still have the outfit at home. Yeah. I could bust it out if I needed oh, to. Oh, man. Yeah, been a long time. Just put a mask on, and you'll be a whole different wrestler. I haven't been the fireman since uh, probably 2007. I bet you. Oh wow, yep. the fireman, Hobo Hank. <laughs> no, he's all, he's all. That's your cartoon. You're a hobo that puts out fires. Yeah, maybe the fireman's the villain, and <laughs> yeah, fire is the villain. At the, the end of every episode, you do like a, a GI Joe style thing where you're like, remember, kids. Oily rags cause fires. <laughs> you know? And then when I pull off the mask, I find out it's really me. Yeah. That's I've right. been having an internal struggle with myself <laughs> yeah. all these years. It's just really deep. We were trying to figure out how to have me wrestle the fireman, Hobo Hank versus the fireman. And I think that would have been cool. That would have been What do cool. you think, as far as just wrestling entertainment-wise, is the most ridiculous character? Oh. Top Hobo Hank. That's a good, really no. <laughs> no. There's some bad. Most ones. ridiculous character. That, okay, see what you what you need to say. You you not you're not finishing your sentence. What you need to say is is what's the most ridiculous ridiculous character that got over, which means like mm. became big. Mm-hmm. And I would say probably ooh top three. That's an interesting question. 
Uh, I want to say The Godfather is probably one of them. I mean, it's a guy who comes out with a bunch of women that he calls his hoes. Oh. And he was a pimp. And then they would do the hoe train. In every city he went to, he would like get the hot these a bunch of hot women, and he would walk out with them. He would come out to the ring dancing with them, and he was a pimp. And it was a huge. That was huge. Humongous, like just. And you're like, okay, wait a minute here. So this is a show that kids watch, where a big character is a pimp with hoes. You know? Oh wow! Yeah. Not this. This was like what in the nineties, maybe. Then, and then his big like catchphrase was "pimping ain't easy," and the crowd would go nuts, and he would do the raise the roof, you know. And now he's in the Hall of Fame WWE, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute here. I'd say Doink the Clown. Doink, uh, yeah. I mean that yeah. that gimmick lives on to this still day. to this day. Yeah, that's a huge one. Um, ironically, maybe Papa Shango. Which was also the Godfather. The yeah. same guy played both yeah. gimmicks. A voodoo. He was a voodoo priest. Yeah, he'd make black tar come out of I'm people's foreheads. Think, yeah, I mean that got over because I mean I mean there's there's been ridiculous gimmick after ridiculous gimmick that didn't because I, I, I I'll I, I'll I'll watch a you know a series and then it's just <laughs> the same guy like yeah you know shorts muscly yeah with the with the the, the speedo yeah speedo yeah speedo yeah. i feel like the wwe is is too much of that now yeah. it's like oh cool a guy with muscles same frame as the last guy uh, boots and a speedo a muscle guy boots speedo so he's like just got the uniform on yeah pretty much yeah. the vince mcmahon i don't know yeah. like I, I would say undertaker he's dead right undertaker's probably yeah that's a huge okay to think about that People have loved that that he, that has been. He is. Uh, I don't know if he's left the company yet. He. I don't know if he's retired fully. I mean, he did put his gloves in the ring and leave, but he was the longest tenured WWE employee next to Vince McMahon. Yeah. He he was there. Nin- I think from 1990. like 1990 till like last year. Oh shit! Yeah, and so he was one of those people. There's some really interesting stories about him. Is they would do this weird thing called wrestlers' court in the locker rooms because there's there's you know like anything there's uh, unwritten rules. You know there's at where you work at there's unwritten rules uh, in your apartment because you don't work there's unwritten rules. <laughs> <laughs> I make um, those rules though. I've yeah. been there. I've been there. But so long. Uh, in wrestlers' court, there's certain things you in, rest, in wrestling. There's certain things you don't do in the locker room, and because he was that guy, he was always the judge. Of wrestlers court, there's like if you go on YouTube, you can hear stories of these, you know, and like some of the penance penance that they would have to pay is like give him get him a fifth of like Jack Daniels or something. You know? <laughs> no, they couldn't get dressed in the locker room. Right, or, yeah, yeah, there was there was a, one of the wrestlers. I think it was the Miz. He did some. Oh, he uh, he ate fried chicken and in the locker room, and it like got all over somebody's stuff and. So they took all of his stuff and threw it out in the hallway, and he was not allowed to get dressed in the locker room for like six months. Yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. I, that's a rule, man. Like you yeah. know, you don't eat fried chicken over somebody's gym bag. You know, I mean, that's, you know. It's like grease. It's oh, okay. I understand that. I, I was yeah. in a professional dance troupe for yeah. twenty years. Yeah, there are there are things you don't do sure. in the in the dressing area. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, gimmick wise, I mean, he was a. I mean, let's think about this. Like, there's sometimes, like, you kind of, like, accept things. 
and don't really think about like the actual theme. And if you step back and you look at it, you're like, so for like 20 some odd years, everybody has been rooting for a mortician to come to the ring and beat up people. And then from a mortician, he became like a satanic priest. Yep. And then from a satanic priest, he became a hell's angel. And then back to a mortician slash MMA fighter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you know, you're like, okay. And we all just and we accepted just ate that. It out. Yeah, we accepted yeah. it. We accepted it. When he lost Brock Lesnar for the first time at WrestleMania, he had this streak. They called it the streak where he had never lost at WrestleMania ever. And so they had him lose to Brock Lesnar. The The most amazing thing about that is the crowd. Like, there's people crying. There's people, like, stunned. And the crowd, like, the crowd went from, like, cheering to dead silence. But um, boom, but um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's interesting because like you're you're rooting for this mortician guy, mm-hmm. and that's what he was. He was a you know a mortician. Who doesn't like the guy from uh, uh, was it the fan fan phantasma? Fan, fan uh, yeah, that's probably where they got it. Uh, what was that called? Phantasm. Phantasm. Yeah. Yeah. There was like three of those movies, and they're probably not any of them good. And you you always rooted for the mortician guy. You're like. Yeah. Those kids deserved it. Yeah, they, they deserved it. They were having sex and smoking marijuana cigarettes. In a graveyard. That's just disrespectful. Disrespectful. And then the mortician comes along with his... his ball. His, 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 his death ball. His death ball. Yeah. I think that's where they got the character. I think yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah. So, I don't know. When you say weirdest, you know... Outlandish. Outlandish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, there was a lot, though. WCW was, like, terrible for them. Well, there was, like, a lot of gimmicky things from what now it's like I said the, the, the super serious yeah like maybe some like uh, you know animated well, people but you know back then yeah. it was like you had the clowns you had yeah. like Josh the the lumberjack or whatever I, mean, I can't remember there was one guy that was uh, a lumberjack and he came out with an axe handle and then one of his moves was he would stand on him and try to do the log roll mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? do you remember that? I do and you know what's crazy you know, when you're sitting around in the back and you're trying to brainstorm all this because I used to run my own wrestling company oh man you know I trained wrestlers and I promoted shows and the whole nine yards and these ideas don't just come up with themselves no when you're sitting around and you're spitballing and trying to figure out what could work um, you know everything either sounds great or sounds stupid yeah, and, and you don't really know until you and, get it out in front of the public, and it never and you and, and you've got to sit there, and for half for one that works, there's like you know fifty that don't. Right. But when people are like, well, why don't they just you know like think about it logically? Because that doesn't matter, because you have a fucking mortician that everybody a mortician that people like are wearing a t-shirt of, and like when he lost, they cried. You know, a mortician. <laughs> well, you know, and also I've gone on record before. I thought Hobo Hank was going to be a spectacular failure. I wanted yeah. to have nothing to do with it. I thought it was ridiculous. Never in a million years I think it would go over. But the the bottom line is, you know, you can have forty ideas. Yeah. You can have forty guys, but if it's gotta have it's gotta be the right guy with the right idea to work. Right. You know, you can have a great idea with the wrong guy and it's just gonna flop. There's you just a never guy. know. There's a there's a formula you know there's a guy in WWE right now called Fandango and he's a flamingo dancer (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean that you know just to tell you that there's you know still those crazy ideas out there I don't know who's the guy like look like 
honky tonk whatever that guy the honky tonk man yeah the honky tonk man is one of those two that you're just like so he's an elvis impersonator no he's the honky tonk man <laughs> and he's a legend and he's a legend. You know, yes. he could have slapped that gimmick on 30 other guys, and it would have just been a yeah. one night only. Yeah. You know? And uh, the thing about him is, like, if he comes out right now, the fucking crowd of WWE is going to blow up. He still works. Just huge, yeah. yeah. Huge pop. They're going to freak out. And he's, like, he's like uh, wrestling, you know, family. Like, the big thing about wrestling is, like, people don't realize there's a lot of family. A lot of family in the business. He's related to uh, um, Jerry the King Lawler. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just, you know... Did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, cousins. Cousins. Yeah. That's right. So, there's just, like, this weird, like, thing where there's so many families. Like, I mean, I mean, currently, right now, our friend Saleh, I don't know if you knew this. I know Saleh, yeah. You do? Yeah. So, we interviewed his uncle. Right. Tonga Tom, who was in the movie Highlander, mm-hmm. which, to me, like, anyone who's ever been in the... I've, I've interviewed someone who's in the fucking movie Highlander, you know? It's pretty cool. I've, I interviewed somebody that wrestled the Freebirds. I interviewed somebody who's in the movie Body Slam, which people are like, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you know the movie Body Slam. Wait, I had some questions too for him, but he he just was so like into. Oh, he was a talker. He was a talker, and like I I maybe said two words, but he was just. Did you hear it. any of that show? I didn't know. He uh, I'll have to so go back and he was out. he was pulled over by the side of the road because his tire blew out, and we're talking to him on his cell phone. And it, it, it's not the best audio, but it's a great interview. And he, uh, he's an, he was an interesting guy. And I mean, just, you know, t- I mean, I watched the <laughs> Smiley's pouring vodka into his Kirkland, Kirkland light. It's 4 2 beer, dude. That's going to make it taste much better. I got to yeah. bring it up to, uh... <laughs> to 5 2. <laughs> I love that. So if you've never, if you're a wrestling fan and you've never seen the movie Body Slam, you need to get on it right away, because it's it's uh, the guy from the A team that was face. He's like a wrestling promoter. No, he's a he was a manager for rock bands, and he accidentally stumbles into becoming a wrestling manager for Rowdy Roddy Piper and Tonga Tom, yep. the Tonga Kid at the time, and uh, they merge wrestling and rock music. Which I think they use that theme to, to for the first WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I talked to Tonga Tonga. I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, man, that was kind of one of the, the high points. Of my, my, <laughs> I mean, talking to Hobo Hank is pretty high. Oh. But a guy that was in sure. Highlander. Highlander. It's pretty cool. Which they're remaking. It's a small world. What? No. Of course. But uh, I thought that was fun. And I hope their show went really well. He was promoting a show. In California, oh yeah, yeah I thought still that was promote, really cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about doing some things together, so yeah, Solly, if you're listening, let's we can, get together, we man. Can, we, we can get a hold of Solly. Yeah, let's get the fire started up. We've we've talked about doing some cross promotions and yeah. having me go out to LA and um, doing some work with the family. I mean, that's a whole wrestling dynasty. That family. Oh my gosh! So they they're like the epitome. Like when you talk about wrestling families. There's no bigger family than the, than that family. The the is it the Inouye family? Yeah, Inouye, yeah. Yeah, Inouye. And he like Tonga Tom just to just to like give you reference, he is the brother of Rakishi, who is the dad of the Usos who are the current WWE tag team champion. Usos. Usos. It's like Buso. And, and also related to Nia Jax who's currently wrestling, also related to The Rock who is currently the biggest movie star in the world. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I mean Roman Reigns. I the great Roman Reigns. Yeah. The thing I wanted to know about, and he did tell a story in there, was about uh, uh, oh, what's his name, uh, Haku. I wanted to know the Haku stories, and he told a couple Haku stories on there. Did he? That's yeah. awesome. How it took like eleven SWAT team people to get him. Like they came in because there was a brawl in the bar, and it took eleven of them to get him out of the bar. Isn't that amazing? Eleven SWAT team guys to get Haku out of the bar. He's tough. He was tough. You know what story he told that was amazing? Is uh, him and somebody wrestled Hulk Hogan and uh, him. Oh, sorry, him and uh, um, they were the the Samoan SWAT team. And they wrestled uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Mm-hmm. So they're wrestling, and Brutus, like, you know, back in those days, you had the good guy locker room and the bad guy locker room. Well, Brutus, they, they in the match, it was good. He's like, I thought it was a good match. And it was, oh, it was him and Haku. So it was him and Haku. I guess they were they the small spot team? I think they were. And so they go back to the dressing room, and I guess Brutus the Barber ran and was like telling Vince and all them that. Uh, that that him and Haku had hit him too hard. Yeah, like they were complaining that they were getting hit too hard. Well, someone comes over to the the bad guy locker room and says, "Hey, Brutus Barbeefcake went and complained to Vince that you guys hit him too hard." So, without a beat, Haku leaves the dressing room, goes over to the good guy dressing room where Brutus is showering, grabs him by the not the neck, but the like pinches trachea the front here? of his neck, the trachea, and pins him against the wall, <laughs> and tells him he's like, "You tell, you know, you you snitching, you, com- you complain." <laughs> you know? And Hulk Hogan's like, "Let him go, brother. Come on, man. Come on, brother." Because he knew Hulk Hogan knew he was not going to like get Haku off of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. You, you know, just, just got to talk him down. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, and he's like, and so they went and got Tonga Tom. They're like, "You're, you're." Your uncle's about to kill a man, <laughs> about to kill Beefcake in the locker room. So he had to go over there and talk him down. I believe and I, it. I was like, holy cow, that is a great story. That's up on the Tendrick Minimum feed. Subscribe to our show. That's right. Yeah. What did we say we were going to uh, tease for the second? Oh, we're going to talk about the new venue. Right. So the DWO is now in a new venue, which is near Smiley's house. It's a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Let me see. It is. I want to say, I n- if you it is uh, Cesar Chavez Community Center, yeah. seventy-five hundred five Catherine Avenue. So, uh, what, what's what's going on with the change? Is it because you guys need more room? That's what I was told. Nice. Yeah, you know, we last year um, we sold out multiple times. Oh I, man! I think uh, the I, show with uh, Rob Conway and I headlining, yeah. we yeah. sold out. Tommy and I uh, sold out. Oh, and good. Then, uh, Day of Destiny was Chad and I. That was a sold out show too. So Day of Destiny, that's that's get crazy. Like, say I wanted to go this, so I can't get in because yeah. it's no. It's like well, you're gonna have to go into the back behind the alley and see if Hobo's back there stretching. That's right. And, and say, hey man, can you get me in? Yeah, I'm no. just kidding. He's not back. <laughs> People that's are gonna cool, go looking man. for you to go see if you're back there stretching. No, you hear you hear independent companies talking all the time on social media about how they sold out. And, yeah, uh, a lot no. of times that's not necessarily the, the reality yeah. but no, we were legitimately selling out that arena so I think we're on a, just a bigger place and we, good. we wrestled there once if I remember right it was back okay. in 2010 um, 
in uh, yeah, a little larger venue. It's a nice place, so looking forward to yeah. heading back over there. And I, I think we are booked there all year long this year. We have a good a, a good half dozen shows that are nice already on the. Well, I mean, dates. if you guys are going to bring in that kind of you know, the, you know that kind of money, they're, they're probably happy to book you guys. You know, one Saturday a month. I would think so. Yeah. They're saying in the chat the uh, hobo blaster needs to be a pile driver off the top rope. Oh, great. No, I'm just kidding. Am I, am I, gi- am I giving that or taking that? <laughs> You're giving that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That would be insane. I'll see what I can do. That would do. be insane. Well, I don't have to take it. I don't. What do I care? <laughs> what do you care? Uh, yeah, I love. I love whenever you like you do that. You do that pre-match meeting, and you're like, "Well, my finisher is a pile driver off the top <laughs> rope." And those poor kids that want to wrestle you so bad, they'll do it. You know, they'll just oh, do whatever you God. want. Yeah. Is that does that happen? I mean, oh, it happens. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> pile driver off the top rope. Yeah, you'll tell some poor. Poor youngsters, some crazy yeah. thing you want to do to them, and they just go. Have you ever have you ever seen a, a Canadian destroyer live? Uh, you know, uh, man, a couple years, not a couple years, it's been a while. We might look to me like, what the fuck? We were booked at a show. Um, God, I don't remember how long. It's been a long time, probably 2003. Yeah. They were going to have wrestling here at the uh, Sky City Casino. Okay. And uh, I was booked. Uh, Chris Youngblood was on it. Uh, wow. Thunder. Who's the guy that that uh, created that move? Uh, Petey Williams. P- okay, so Petey I, Williams. I think it's Petey Williams, So yeah. Thunder was scheduled to wrestle Petey Williams. Oh, God. And prior to, uh, he and I were working out how to do that move okay. so that he could take the damn thing. If you haven't seen it, Google that. It's kind of crazy. Go to, go to YouTube and type in uh, Canadian, uh, Canadian Destroyer. So what it is, I'll explain it. So James, do you know what a pile driver is? I do. So imagine... If the guy that's giving the pile driver jumps over like he's doing a uh, uh, oh, what's the maneuver where the guy ducks and you jump over the sunset flip, so you know it's like when a guy ducks and the other dude, dude like dives over him and flips and then rolls him up. Sure. Okay. Anyway, imagine a front flipping pile driver. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is exactly it's- what I just explained. It is a front flipping pile driver. The yeah. guy, yeah. I mean, if you if you YouTube it, we'll show. I show you after. It's a it, yeah, it, and it and it it doesn't make any sense, but mm-hmm. it is amazing to watch. You yeah. know, it's quite a spectacle. It's, we it, we literally spent like three weeks just trying to dissect that move to make sure that um, he was going to be. Cool You've got to wonder, it. like, how the people, like, how he like pulled that off. Because I mean, that move's not being pulled off by Petey Williams. That no. move's been pulled off by like him and the guy. Yeah, the guy there's, there's definitely yeah. leverage, but like in you know whenever he was in TNA, like he would hit that move every week. Everybody took it. Yeah, and everybody took it, and I'm like, how the hell, a front flipping pile driver called a Canadian destroyer? I'm I well, I'm gonna have to look it up. Oh, you'll have to. It's worth seeing. That should be the hobo blaster. That should be the hobo blaster. Can yeah. you do? You can do that maneuver. Um, one way to find out, I guess. Yeah. What the hell? You heard it here what, first. Look, we're going to see on February twenty fourth. Yeah. Right here. What was the other thing we wanted to uh, throw in the wavy hour? So the so you've seen this venue. Is it is it nicer than the one that we were at? Uh, it was a pretty nice place. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. bigger. Um, Are they still going to have like a food truck? Because I mean, I I like the fact there's like a food truck, not like a snack bar. Like there's just you know a barbecue. Food. I mean, I just like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, everything that everybody's come to know and love about DWO is going to be gonna the have same. The kind of soap. I'm just kidding. 
We'll put it in the suggestion box. Yeah, put it in the suggestion box. It should be good. Now we've worked there before, so <laughs> right. It's um, a little more centralized location, I guess, and that, that'll be yeah. nice. But looking forward to that. We were. Um, it's not far from here, I guess, right? Um, actually, you know, I misspoke. The uh, community center next to my house is the Heights Community Center. Mm. Um, the Cesar Chavez uh, Community Center is actually uh, the first. It's the first place I ever worked. It was. Where's it at? Um, it's off of like uh, Trumbull, and uh, it's like between like. Gibson. Well, I guess I don't know where that is then. Yeah, it was, it, it was the uh, it was the first uh, first place I ever worked. And that's why I was like, oh wait, I know that place. It's on Catherine, is that right? Seventy five. It's on Catherine. Catherine. Let me find out. So it's uh, like uh, Louisiana and Gibson are the major cross streets over there. Oh okay. Okay yeah. So it's kind of where I work. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. But it's actually a place I can get to though. Okay. As opposed to the last one. Why couldn't you get to the South Valley? Buses? Oh. Smiley's not a driver. Yeah, I don't drive. Yeah. I walk. I take the bus. And a lift. Okay, I see where it is. Interesting. Okay. If you guys happen to be in the neighborhood, I'll be in La Mesa, Texas. Oh. uh, February 10th, I'm debuting for uh, South Plains Championship Wrestling. Company I've never worked for before. Oh, you haven't? So So you don't know anything about them? No, yeah. I mean, in my little time off from DWO, I, I did make a trip to Lubbock a couple weeks ago and I uh, wrestled for yeah. Squared Circle Pro Wrestling. And who, who you wrestled Chad Thomas? I wrestled in a battle royal, and Chad just happened to be in which, it. Uh, which, which number were you? Or did, was it, okay. I was, was, was 17. It, oh, okay. So they actually did one where, like, they did one person, because there's, there's a Royal Rumble, then there's Battle Royal, but some of the Battle Royals where it's like just everyone comes out at once, and then right. they just hit the bell and. No, this was very much a Royal Rumble. It was like every yeah. 60 or 90 seconds, somebody would come out. I was number 17. Oh. Yep. Did people know who you were? There was a few, yeah. Which And they went, what? Has to has to go to the ENC pod, I'm sure. Were you uh, were the, were you like a surprise entrance in the... I was not announced. Yeah, I, I did a interview right before the show. I did an interview on Facebook Live. Yeah. It was the first time they said that I was going to be there. But, uh, but you were a good guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when you go, I'm excited to be. You don't go, I'm going to Texas, which I'm, you know, I don't care for it. You know, you don't say no, no. I'm, I'm sick of being all these hicks. No, I mean, I, hey. I'm just wrestling Texas. That's <laughs> how we sound in Texas. <laughs> you know, Albuquerque, of course, my home. I love it. But uh, I, I spent so much of my career in Texas. It was yeah. nice to get back. I actually missed Interesting. doing some of the little little towns out there. So I'm I'm pretty stoked to go to La Mesa. I've never been in La Mesa. Yeah. Um, and he asked my friend. I tried to get him to go. He, I have a friend that lives in Lubbock, and, I, and he's a wrestling fan. And I was like, you need you should go check this out. So I'm wondering if that happened. So Yeah, have him go to this one. It's only, I think, 40 miles. Oh, really? In La, La Mesa, Texas? La Mesa. It's just south of Lubbock. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. How many how many people live in La Mesa, Texas? Uh, I believe nine thousand is what I oh, saw. Oh wow! Oh, sick! So not a huge. So you're, you're so you're hoping. But the, the thing is, I will say right now, like, I played shows in well small towns too. Well, music wise, there's always a freaking more stoked crowd there is in smaller oh, yeah. towns than there is like say in Albuquerque. Probably agreed. Yeah, and they're, uh, like, they're just like holy shit, we got wrestling. Yeah, and they get so pumped, and I I the better shows I, I played in Mexico are always the smaller towns. Someone is saying yeah. in the chat that the Battle Royal was a lot of fun. So, yeah. What did you, what, so what, Was, what, was this f- person in the chat in the Battle Royal? No. Oh. How far did you make it in the Battle Royal? 
Um, uh, probably twenty third. Twenty third. That yeah. Was it for the title? Uh no. Oh okay. No, it was just a. Did you get to see their shot. title belt? Was it was it nice? I didn't personally see it. No. Oh. No, it was a. No, it was cool. You know, I there's so many guys back there. There's a lot of people I'd never met before. Um, what was your What was your I, favorite gimmick that you saw there? You know, I couldn't even name. So, oh. I got there, and there was a, there was some guys that I did know because I've been yeah. doing this since I was four. Yeah. Um. So it was very cool to see some faces I hadn't seen in a long time. Okay. Um. But I don't want to. I, I don't know. I guess my name gets around over there. Oh. There was a lot of people that were excited to meet me, yeah. believe it or not, which is very cool. And um, so I got to meet a lot of the wrestlers, and they were telling me things they'd heard about me over the years. Oh, nice! People that had told them, you know, stories. You know what I heard? Stuff. I heard you were real son of a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, You're one of the biggest jerks in this industry. Um, no, yeah. so it was yeah, it was nice to meet those guys. And oh, some I met Hobo Hank. He big time me. <laughs> he pushed me out of the way so he could get to the food truck and get a Frito pie. Yeah. Now that may have happened. I don't know. I, I get hungry sometimes. Get the fuck away from my sleeping bag. Honestly, that. <laughs> don't touch my stuff. Nah, it was. It was just a reunion, man. It was. It was just nice to get back there and chat. And uh, so I wasn't paying a lot of attention, I guess, to the whole production. But it was a really. It was a nice promotion. Yeah. Slick. You know, the room oh, looked nice. great. Promoter was very professional. Man, I want to go with you sometime. And I want to go, dude. Like this yeah. is badass. Yeah. I want you to make a shirt that says, Don't touch my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. You'll get hobo blasted. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've opened, uh, I've opened the doors. I, I hadn't traveled for years. You know, I've yeah. been 2007 since I went on the road, really. And um, yeah. since the, the, uh, the fame, if you will, yeah. of the Ooh. last year. Uh, no, I, I just I kind of realized that I'm getting old. And if no. I want to, if I want to go see things and do things, I I just need to do it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've kind of opened the door again for some. If you do, road uh, trips. let us know. We love road trips. We love road Let's trips, and and we could do like a, a media thing where we film like all the way there, and then like create like a whole video package. You know, that would be of awesome the, of that trip. You know, well, I'll tell you what. If, if things like, go well at uh, South Plains, which, yeah, you know, hopefully they do. Uh, They'll book me back. We'll go. Nice. We'll go and we'll do it. Hell yeah, we I'm in, some. man. Cool. Deal. I'll pitch and forget. Do they pay for your trip there, or do you do you have to pay for yourself? Oh, they do. Yeah. Not. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. All I ask is we have we have to you know go backstage. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Deal. Like, yeah. Dang. Hell yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, oh, we're here with Hobo Hank. Hashtag don't touch my stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, they they asked me to come back already. I haven't even worked for him yet. But uh, oh hell yeah, it it, don't touch my it stuff. conflicted with the next DWO date, and so DWO comes first, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag you think you're better than me? <laughs> yeah. So there's uh, someone saying Denver hobo. Denver. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, there's there's a little murmur talking to a company up in Denver. Okay. I've got a company up in Denver. Like I said, Monterey, Mexico. There's one in what? Houston. Um, there's one in Seattle and uh, Vegas. Dude, it's going to be I'm your year, man. Damn, right son. Now. Hashtag, yeah. you think you're better than me? We'd like to do one of the ones that's not far away. <laughs> like, Seattle would be too much. Like, not Monterey, Mexico, yeah. No. no. Oh, I'd love to go there, but... Yeah, I'd have to get a passport. Yeah. So. yeah. And not get killed while there. Yeah, not... You guys don't have passports. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't say I was going. I said we were talking. So oh, all right. We'll see. <laughs> if the, if the, uh, the hobo says if the money's right... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. If the sandwich is hot enough. That's right. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love that. If the sandwich is hot enough. I hope it was there. I hope it was there. Uh, that's pretty amazing. I would think that would be great to do like a whole thing where we go to, you know, and just randomly film at places. I'm going to learn how to use the uh, filming function on my uh, phone then. Right. We come out of the bathroom, you're digging in the trash. Driving seven hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, either, either you're going to have the time of your life or you're going to be so like sorely disappointed with what a wrestling trip looks like. It'd I'll be, probably have the time of my life. It'd be like the hotel room. It's like, where's Hobo? Like, he's sleeping on the floor. Like, you have a bed there, Hobo Hank. <laughs> The bed's all made, you're on the floor. It's too soft. <laughs> and I come over and I go to grab you, pull out a knife, y'all. <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> Denver hobo, that's amazing. I've 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 been on tours before. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing. I no, it, yeah, we 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 travel. When we travel, we have fun, no matter yeah. where we are. We do just stupid. We're just stupid. Like we do dumb stuff and laugh and giggle, you know. And yep. Yeah. You know, like and little girls. Yeah. And that's the only way to get through it, but it's fun, you know. And then you get there, and you you know, you hug people, and then you walk away. If you put pigtails on the three of us, you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, that's that's how we look on. The, like show the show like you like hugging the fans, signing things, and then be like. And afterwards, Hobo went back to the room and slept on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't paint me in a bad light. I don't want like some beyond no, the mat looking thing. <laughs> I didn't say smoke crack. <laughs> Drink. I'm out there drinking one beer, and you paint me as an alcoholic. You just saw. Yeah. <sighs> then, it, then you have the real high, and then you crash, and you pull out some some peach Mogan David's 2020, and just start mm. slamming it. <laughs> yep. Peaches and creams, man. Peaches and cream. That's that's the good stuff. We we would probably have to just drink that though, just because that's the theme of the trip. <laughs> he just like he just winced. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We drank our fair share of that. On that's only good. Plenty of wrestling trips. Oh, the funny one. thing is, if if that series, if we did that video series, it turned it would turn out that Smiley is the bigger hobo. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the bigger hobo? Hobo Hank or Smiley? <laughs> and here's Smiley. Uh, Smiley has like a sandwich in his pocket. Uh, I I am He's known like for washing. my pocket food. Washing his hair with like a water bottle. <laughs> He's uh, collapsed behind this uh, cactus. So I'll pull over to this truck stop. I need to take a shower. <laughs> well, see if you were trying to if you were to try to guess, you know, the reality of of who is more like a hobo in well, even just in DWO or in wrestling, you'd be wrong. Yeah. You know, like I don't stay in a hotel unless it's a hundred bucks a night. Oh wow. Period. Wow. But. So we'll a be sleeping in the do. van. Yeah. Now I've seen. Yeah, you know, I've stayed in fourteen dollar a night hotels thanks to some other guys oh that God. I won't mention oh my their God. name because they're no longer with us. Those but. exist. They do in Tucumcari, New Mexico. The Relax Inn. <laughs> Holy. I they're, all, they're all. Sorry, sir. You're 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 le- you're low on bed bugs. Oh, we, we brought some to pour into the bed. We could do a show just about that place. Uh, there was wasps oh. in the in the uh, shower. Yeah. Just. For one, can we <laughs> can we change out your dead hooker, sir? Yep. Yeah, no, there's no carpet in the closet, and there was a blood stain on the car on the uh, concrete. Oh my no, goodness! No, I can't make this stuff up. It was oh, the yeah. most terrifying night of my life. You, did you wrestle in Tucum Carry? That was just you stopped there on the way home. I wrestled uh, Amarillo, probably. I, I think I was in Dalhart. Oh, at the Coliseum in Dalhart that night, and we drove. That's as far as we could get. Yeah. Don't we have a friend of the show that that uh, works in Tucum Carry? We do. Chase, yeah, Chase, to roll by the relax in. He's still knows. there. Oh, I'm sure he knows it. Yeah, we we'll, we cruise by once in a while when we go through town just to you know re- rehash that memory. I guess it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, 
Um, they're not a sponsor of the show, right? No. no the Relax In has never given us uh, bed bugs and or money. Well, we it's, our, it's hard to sponsor when you're like $14 a night, I guess. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, hey, sorry. You know, they're one of those places that you're like, you're like, can I have a multi bed room? And they're like, sure. You walk in and there's like one bed and then three rollaways that they brought in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, to be fair, I don't want to false advertise. That was $14 in like. Yeah. Ninety nine. Oh man, you so don't. Wanna, it might be seventeen fifty. You don't want to fuck. You don't want to fuck them over. They see you. They're like you misadvertised for us, you jackass. Got all these people coming in asking for fourteen dollars beds. I don't want to. Hobo sued Hank by the said we can get a room here for fourteen dollars. <laughs> Hobo Hank said I can get a rollaway. I, I I stayed at one of those places where they brought in rollaways one time with my friends in college. And someone was, you know, it was one of the rollaways they brought in, and he's like laying on it, and halfway through the night, the middle collapsed, <laughs> and like kind of sandwiched him, and he just kept sleeping on it. <laughs> he was so drunk, didn't matter. There's, there's so, there was a hotel, a motel. I'm sorry, in uh, Mexican Water, Arizona, which is where my. I'm my, sorry, wait a minute, Mexican Water, Arizona. Arizona yeah, that's uh, a town name. Yeah, it's where actually where my my mom's from. Okay. And so you go there, and it's all like uh, that. That what's that brick? Like that one big brick you have, the concrete brick. Yeah. It was all that for the wall, like a cinder block. Cinder, a cinder, cinder block. block. It was all cinder block. And then there was like no carpet, but it was like a like a like a concrete floor. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much they paid because it was like probably fourteen. But this sounds like a storage unit. Yeah, it sound, Yeah, it it was pretty. It was like it, it was spray painted cinder block. Oh God! And uh, a spray one bed cinder block. Yeah, and it was. I don't know how much they paid for it, but I don't, it's not there. It, well, it's there, but it's it's just like rotted out. Like you can't. You, it's like been probably like. It's there, but it's a storage facility now. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Somebody wrote in the chat: Mexican water is tequila. <laughs> Mexican water, Arizona, is in yeah. between Cayenta and like oh, Shiprock. No. I uh-huh. found it. It's on Wikipedia. Mexican Water is an unincorporated community in Apache County, Arizona. Yep. Mexican Water is located on the Navajo Nation, 14 miles west of Red Mesa. Wow. Wow. The history is, it's not very long, so bear with me. A trading post was established in this site. My mom worked at that trading post. She what? My mom worked at that trading post. In 1907, (laughs) under the name Nokaeta, is that right? N-O-K-A-I-T-A? Uh, uh, which means like yeah. uh, is Mexican and is water so Mexican yeah. water Okay, it is believed that the current name came from wells that have since disappeared in July 21st 1939 a bridge was completed three miles west of the site because of erosion had covered the river and that's the end of the Wikipedia article yeah. wow. <laughs> so it's <laughs> which means Mexican was eyes in the Mexican and is water Basically, what it means was is someone who lives there was like got a computer, and they're like, "You could just put anything on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> just write whatever you want." That's like that's that's where Billy Belmont spent his summers. Really? Well, like, it's where they, they have a church there. That's where I went to church for the first seventeen years of my life. Wow. See, I only I only I only knew it as a reference point. They'd be like, "Oh, it's up there next to Mexican water." Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really close to Utah. It's oh, like northern, right. northern, northern Arizona. Oh, I didn't know it was Apache County. I don't know if that was a thing, but ah, uh, yeah, who knew? It's on the res, man. And mm-hmm. they have a they had a hotel, they had a fucking ho- motel there okay. with the c- cinder block spray paint cinder block. I have a question for Hobo Hank. Best state to wrestle in: Arizona, Utah, New Mexico, or Texas? 
Uh, well, I love wrestling in Albuquerque. Now, okay. Now, it comes with a caveat, right? Because mm. when you run wrestling in, in Albuquerque, you got to go with the commission. So there's a lot Is of... Is that still happening? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I have to be licensed and uh, do blood tests and all that kind of really? stuff. Sure. So there's there's some hoops to jump through, but once you've got them, uh, Albuquerque crowd is is a pretty amazing thing. Um, yeah. But I've had a good time in Amarillo. So. But regulations wise, yeah. where do you have the best time? Oh, in Texas, you can get away with just about anything. Oh hell, see that's yeah, what well, I'm. That's in in the the crazy part about the Amarillo wrestling is it huge there? It, it has been at times. You know, there's been yeah. years that I've worked there where it was really, really popular, and then it kind of yeah. you know comes and goes, and just there's a lot of saturation, a lot of wrestling the, companies the, there. The crazy thing about the, that place is, is that is like in the history of pro wrestling, that is a mecca. Yes. Would you say? Yeah. Oh yeah, hands down. West Texas A and M, which used to be West Texas State University, which is in Canyon, Texas, which is like two miles from Amarillo. Right. Uh-huh. There's 20 wrestlers that came from there. Yeah, big name. From like wrestlers. Ted DiBiase mm-hmm. to uh, Dory Terry Funk, the Funk Brothers. Yeah, yep. the what's his face, the one that got killed in Puerto Rico. Um, oh, Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody. Mm-hmm. These all these like football players that played for this Division Two college somehow went on to like wrestle. Yes, and it's crazy. It's like it's like so many of them. Let's see, wrestlers from something in that in the water there, right? Yeah, I primarily I worked for Ricky Romero, yeah, and his sons uh, Chris and Mark Youngblood and Ricky Romero Jr. Okay. Here, here's the here's the uh, I just wrote in uh, wrestlers from West Texas State University: Tully Blanchard, Dusty Rhodes, Terry Funk, Ted DiBiase, Tito Santana, yeah, Bob Duncan Senior. Um, Let's see who else. The, you know, Dory Funk, Bruiser, Bruiser Brody, Barry Windham. Um, I mean, just <laughs> some of the biggest names in like the eighties and the nineties. So, so they have a uh, they they have a program there for this? Nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds it, it's like amazing. it. Uh, it was really weird. It's like it's like this weird caveat of like wrestlers that all came from this Division two college. Uh, there should be like a documentary about that. I'm like someone should film a documentary about how all these pro wrestlers came from West Texas uh, State University in Canyon, Texas. It's weird. They're in Minneapolis, yeah. you know. That right, Vern, Vernon, uh, Vern Gagne, and all that. Yeah, Vern Gagne. Yeah, but it's like it was like there was two like during the the late '70s, early '80s. There was like two places that wrestlers came from. It was like West Texas and Minnesota. Yeah. Now they're all from Canada. Now they're all from Canada. Yeah. If you don't get that joke, go listen to the ENC Pod of Awesomeness yeah. that I was on, and you'll. Explain yeah. itself, but I mean, or Yonkers. I mean, just think of that. Like you know, it's like it's like okay. I have the whole list right. This is a list of just okay. So during that time, I couldn't be from Albuquerque and try to get because it's all mm-hmm. like it's a. Uh, well, you could like have. A, oh, oh yeah, because you'd have wrestled over there. Oh, I mean, you know, the West Texas that that Amarillo thing in the seventies and eighties was like humongous. Yeah. I mean, Tully Blanchard, Dusty Rhodes, Terry Funk, Teddy Biasi, Bobby Duncan Sr., Tito Santana, Barry Windham, Bruiser Brody, Dory Funk Jr., all came from Canyon, Texas, yeah. which is a town that is... You drive through to get yeah. to... Uh, Amarillo. Amarillo, yeah. Yeah, super tiny. Well, and Terry Funk, the Double Cross Ranch, is still there. Yes, sir. Have you ever met Terry Funk? No. We have my, we have some mutual friends. I've never met Terry. My dad has met Terry Funk. Has he? Oh, yeah. 
And Terry Funk, when the crazy part about Terry Funk was, is when he wrestled, he didn't look like a real big guy. And then if you watch the movie Roadhouse, he looks like a really big guy. And my dad met him, and this is a really funny story. Like he was at like a, a trade show, and Terry Funk was sitting on a uh, pickup, uh, the tailgate. And my dad walked up and shook hands with him. And I'm a big guy, and my dad's a big guy. And Terry Funk's like, whoa. He's like, you're a big fella. He's like, where are you from? And my dad goes, Clovis. And Terry Funk goes, hey, I don't go to Clovis no more. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, like there was some story that, like, Terry Funk was, like, in a bar, and a fight broke out, and, you know, he was hitting on somebody's wife, and they beat the shit out of him or something. I don't know. There's a lot of shit about that. I was like, yeah, fucking Clovis, man. But you know who lives in Clovis and, like, owns land there is that? that guy um the guy that sings because i got high because i got high afro man lives in clovis afro man lives and owns land in clovis no way yes that's that's weird weird we are learning so much tonight i know we're, afro we're, man, yeah so welcome to the educational tendering minimum podcast the more you know so anyway like my, my friend who lives in Portales like ran uh-huh. into him it's like you're afro man right this is back in like the early 2000s yeah. like what the fuck are you doing it's like oh yeah i'm, I'm living here now or, or like <laughs> <laughs> we have to get afro man on the show now <laughs> we're here with afro man Why clovis not? new mexico which makes no sense um but yeah i never got to meet terry funk though my dad did and i was so jealous yeah there's um i don't know if i should even say that there's been some murmurs about uh, possibly I, I may have a show coming up in texas down the line and he may be attached to that, <gasps> so. i want to go can so, I go? so do Henry's, I. Henry's, yeah. Henry's. So do I. We'll, I we'll, reach, out. we'll reach out for you. It's, it's amazing all these years, man. We've, Hi, Terry. We've, this is Chris. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about Hobo Hank. We've never crossed paths. So we, uh, we know all the same people. Where we've wrestled in the same places. And Yeah. You yeah. know what I never get, never got about? Like, you know, because if you're going to wrestle in your hometown yeah. and it's the thing that you have to lose, that's right. that sucks. Oh, the, the losing in your hometown thing? Yeah. The rule? Right? Do you know you know about this, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, you're supposed to lose. Yeah, that would suck. Like in front of all my friends and family, <laughs> right. and then you lose. But they still have to put you over. Like the other person has to put you over. Yeah. They're not gonna like come out and squash you. I mean, oh, yeah, unless yeah. unless you've done like the WWE will do that if you've done something wrong, they will wait until you're in front of your hometown and they'll let you get squashed. Just crush you over there. Yeah, but you squash means you lose real fast and you don't put up any offense. Oh, is that really their hometown, or is that their working right. hometown? Right. Mm. So, Cactus Jack, is he really from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico? Exactly. Or upstate New York? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you- anyway, so Terry, like that, Terry Funk lost his like last match. Yeah. And that's that's sad. Sure. Well, I mean, last match that day. Okay. Because <laughs> Terry Funk has come back like literally like twenty something times. Are you referring to as a Beyond the Mat retirement? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been wrestled since. Okay, he's never been mind. back and wrestled since. But um, I thought that was pretty. I mean, when you're Terry Funk and you live in Amarillo, Texas, which is nowhere, and you've got the names that he got to come out like Bret Hart, and I mean, there was a ton of people came out and wrestled his last match in front of a crowd with no, you know, cameras. It's like man, you know. And it was just people coming out to pay respects to, like, Terry Funk, you know? One of my biggest regrets in this lifetime was I was supposed to go to that show. What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I wasn't booked to work it. I was, uh, I'd was. i been in the business only about a year when that happened. 
but we actually got contacted the promotion i was working with at the time did get contacted by beyond the mat um we didn't know it was beyond the mat nobody, right. nobody knew it was just you know some filmmaker wanted to do this expose on wrestling you got to remember in 96 nobody wanted to talk about that stuff no it was still a very guarded shielded yeah. secret right so the guy i worked for wanted to have nothing to do with it he, he said it was a bunch of bull right well you know fast forward uh, that was a that was a mistake that would have been kind of a, a yeah. nice way of getting our names out there sure um but i uh yeah chris uh chris youngblood was on that show uh the youngbloods worked the bushwhackers if i remember right right and wow Youngbloods, man. Uh, yeah, so Ernest, uh, the guy I, I used to wrestle for, he mm-hmm. he invited me to go that weekend, and uh, I think if I remember right, I didn't go because I was res- I was scheduled to wrestle the next weekend elsewhere, and I didn't right. want to be out of town for two weeks, uh, so I I passed on that. But I had no idea. I mean, the card was Rob Stacked. Van Dam and Sabu and yep. uh, yeah, in Amarillo, Texas. In Amarillo, Texas. At the, at and this the is Dam. when Rob Van Dam and Sabu were just like. I mean, Rob Van Dam is still huge. Uh, he's indie. He does indie stuff now. He does. He works for PCW. Is yeah. it PCW? Yeah. Sabu is. He's kind of fallen off a lot, I think. But I mean, in those days, you know, I think they both they both trained under uh, the original Sheik, right? Yes. Because that was Sabu's uncle. You said yeah. this was '96. This was in '97, yeah. I believe. Oh, so Rob Van Dam at that time was just taking off. Yeah, well, and Sabu. And, but Bret Hart was. I mean, he was the world champion. He was the world champion of WWE. WWE E or F at the time, whatever it was, WWF let him come and wrestle an independent card because it was Terry Funk's last match. Yeah, which they do not do. No, yeah, but Mick Foley was there. Yep, um, right. Yeah, in Emerald, Texas, there was guys from right? Japan that were on contract from all Japan. It was right. It was insane. I, I man, I, I still have the flyer. I have the actual flyer. Oh man! Uh, it was a full page newspaper ad that they took out, and I have it in one of my scrapbook that's boxes or cool. memories. Oh, yeah, you know? that's pretty cool, man. Um, but man, I, yeah, every time I've watched Beyond the Mat, I just kick yeah. myself because I could have been there. There's, you know, and it's one of those things where you, you there's people that you wish you could have seen wrestle live, like the bucket list. I mean, I got I got to see Stone Cold. I got to see. Uh, uh, you know, I got to see Hacksaw. I got to see the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. I got to see Demolition. Um, who else did I get to see? I mean, I've, uh, I got to see the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, I got to see the Undertaker when he was Mean Mark Callis before he was big. I got to talk to him. I, I talked to him. Um, I got to see. Um, oh, who else, man? Uh, I got you know. I, who knows? I've seen Shawn Michaels and all. The, but I mean, I never got to see Ric Flair. Yeah. I would love to in my lifetime have seen Ric Flair wrestle live, you know? Uh the Road Warriors would have been spectacular to see. They were awesome. You know? yeah. yeah, just absolutely would have been just bucket list match. Um uh Arn and Tully, uh the four horsemen, mm-hmm. you know. Um just those you know, you will never see those, you know, again. I got to see the Freebirds, that was really cool. Um but there's there's just you know there's matches that you just wish like you look back and you're like oh god to be at the Sportatorium in Dallas yeah. and see one of the Von Erichs wrestle right you know they're like all they're like one left you they're, know like, they're all dead whatever yeah. was like not even you know like every like was it Raw that tours yeah, or they, yeah, they yeah. all tour they, they all, all come, tour yeah and then they would come to Tingley and it wouldn't be like it would be like a really crappy one yeah. like card 
but it was always Albuquerque. It's like, oh, that sucks. You know, oh. see all the big names or whatever. It's watered down. I'll tell. I'll yeah, tell. Water, so, yeah, watered down. Like somebody, Tingly, Tingly Coliseum always mm-hmm. has. Like oh, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. Fuck that. Right. Yeah, I saw Jericho. So someone in the chat said, "Mean Mark Callis." They said you saw Mean Mark Callis. Yeah, I, I have hated the Undertaker my entire life because of the moment I met him, and I realized that he was playing the part of the villain. But I was rooting for Mean Mark Callis because I was a huge um, fan. Uh, I, I I watched uh, NWA or WCW, and I watched WWE. Uh, I didn't like WWE as much because it was too it was too cartoonish, and I really was into NWA. And one of my favorite tag teams was the Skyscrapers, and it was uh, uh, Sid Vicious and Dangerous Danny Spivey. And I was just like, as a kid, I was like, "There's no way people could beat that tag team. They're just too, too dominating. Look at those guys, you know." <laughs> and then uh, knowing now what I know, and that uh, uh, Sid Vicious and Arn Anderson got into a fight, and uh, Sid Vicious got stabbed with scissors <laughs> and punctured his lung, he had to leave. And so they didn't want to kill the gimmick, so they brought in somebody else, and they brought in Mean Mark Callis. Oh. So I was still like, all right, I'm still going to root for the skyscrapers. Well, then, of course, Dan Spivey probably had, like, cocaine problems. And so he left. So Mean Mark Callis was left in the WCW where he was this huge, tall guy, and he did the heart punch where he would grab someone by the head and then hit them right in the chest. And then they would, like, fall down, and, you know, he would pin them. So they came to Clovis, and they wrestled. And no one was rooting for Mean Mark Callis except for this 12-year-old kid in the front row that was me. And I kept screaming. I remember that guy, actually. Give him the heart punch. <laughs> Give him the heart punch. And I got the guy next to me to start screaming out, Give him the heart punch. And then he did. So then after, I saw that him and Barry Wyndham were up on the upper deck. And I went up to get his autograph. I, I left my grandma and my grandfather, and I rolled up, and I walked up the little the little. How old were you, like 12? 12. And I said, me, Mark, can I get your autograph? And he looked at me, and he goes, Sure, kid. Give me about 10 minutes. And I waited for him. I stood there. And then he went with Barry Wyndham, and they got in a car, and they drove away. And he never gave me his autograph. And I got, I was like, I will fucking never support that guy the rest of my life. And then he came out as The Undertaker. And I was like, that's him. (laughs) Fuck him. And I never supported The Undertaker. Like, people would go, have you seen that Undertaker? I go, yeah, he's an asshole. Dude, the guy looks like, he looks like Shrek. Like, at that age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they brought it up in the chat. Teddy Long was the manager, I believe. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Somebody just wrote, what's up, Billy and... From Billy and Smiley from Jakarta, Indonesia. 505 represent Nathan Reed. Nathaniel Reed. What's up, dude? Weird. Okay. Thanks for watching the show. From Jakarta. Yeah, but that's why... Oh, uh, it's uh, Santa Maria. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. uh, Just Nate. That's Nate. Nate. (laughs) Yeah. I love that guy. That's why I'm like, fuck the Undertaker. But I'm, you know, now I realize that like he was an he he couldn't sign autographs. He was a villain. Sure. But but that's what I wanted. I wanted the villain's autograph. You know, I wanted. You know, I didn't want. I didn't want. uh, uh, How many times do you think he pulled that move? (laughs) Just give me ten minutes. Give me ten minutes. He's like, he's like, I'm fucking this kid over. Watch this, (laughs) son of a bitch. I think I did. Have you been a villain? I have. Yes. For, did you do for that several kids? years? Uh, no. I uh, were you the evil hobo? <laughs> what was going yeah, on? No. What was the evil character? I was the fireman. 
The fireman. Yep. I'm not putting out your fire. <laughs> no. Fuck you. Just to be clear, I was not a fireman like in the traditional sense <laughs> okay. of a you know extinguishing fires. Oh. But uh, I had flames on my mask, my black mask. Oh. I wore a black outfit. I looked like a luchador, basically. Oh. But uh, yeah, I wore like a gold cross, and uh, hmm. I was in a little better physical condition then, a little more tan maybe. And uh, ah. super arrogant. I'd, yeah, I would flirt with people's girlfriends and in know. the mask, like the, oh the, yeah, yeah. I'd walk up, and I'd swivel <laughs> my hips, and I'd flick sweat on the boyfriends, and oh man, do push-ups in the middle of the match, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I was really racist. I'd get on the microphone and say some really terrible racist things, and talk about welfare checks and people cashing welfare checks to come see me wrestle and um, oh i almost got stabbed a couple times oh man. legitimately oh. legitimately stabbed yeah yeah it's hard playing a character oh it was fun man it was i had a good time i feel like that would probably be the most fun get hammers I'd... thrown at me and uh, yeah it was, it was a good time but when uh i, I, I signed some autographs no oh, really oh yeah they bring their kid over can my kid get your autograph nah if I'm you good. if you want it yeah i guess i don't know what's your uh Angles, Someone just wrote hashtag hobo hip swivel. <laughs> you gonna give him the hobo hip swivel? I don't know if that would translate as well with this character, maybe. But uh, hobo hip swivel. I think you need to get up on the turnbuckle and maybe do, that's like, the, the hobo. The blaster. hands behind your head and then the, like the the Rick well, Rude. That's what I would do. I would do that exact thing, and then as I would, just like he would, I'd wipe yeah. my sweat on my fingers and <laughs> flick it at the boyfriend. And, uh, so someone just yelled I'll out. I'll piss you off faster than that. I, uh, let's, we gotta, we'll do a couple more things, and then we'll close out. But somebody said, tell the Tonka truck wheel story. Holy crap, who is that? Um, Izzy Calloway. Oh, yeah, man. So Izzy is a, a huge DWO fan. And uh, poor girl, she made the mistake. She wanted to go on a road trip. So we took okay. her to Lubbock last month. Yeah. Thunder and I threw her in a car and... Not like in a you know, not like in a tied in up in the trunk kind of way, but <laughs> yeah, we we all drove to Lubbock and back, so she got to hear all kinds of fun wrestling stories. But I was up wrestling, I think it was in Navajo, New Mexico, of all places. Oh wow! And uh, Thunder and I were tagging. It was probably like ninety eight, ninety nine, and uh, I, I had somebody in a chokehold or you know reverse chin lock thing, and something hit me. Somebody, a fan, threw something at me. Oh fuck. And I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, but this thing hit me in the shoulder, and it just kind of fell on the mat. I looked down, and it was a Tonka truck tire, like <laughs> off of a, <laughs> off of a uh, toy, like a big plastic rubber, whatever. And without even thinking, I just grabbed it, and without letting go of the guy I had, I just I chucked it. I turned the other way and just threw it across the audience. Well, this girl who's probably 12 years old. She's sitting in the bleachers. Oh. I nailed her right in the chest, and it oh, freaked no. her out, and she fell off the bleachers. She hit the floor. Oh, oh no. And uh, it was the funniest thing. I, I mean, I couldn't. I had to finish the match, but we were, all of us in the match were laughing. Our oh, asses gosh. Because it was. We were laughing until she sued us. It was a million dollar shot. I could never have done that yeah. on purpose, but. That's pretty awesome. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh. Right. Yep. <laughs> oh. Right in the chest. She fell on the floor. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yep. I remember one night too. I was watching a video of myself, and I, I didn't remember it happening when it happened. But I, I was I was the fire. I was walking out, and I was being real arrogant. You know, I had my hands out like this, and somebody threw a piece of gum, and it hit oh. me right here in the shoulder, and it flew straight up in the air, and it landed in my outstretched hand, like without. And you could see me in the video. I look over and I do a little double take, and I just kind of flick it away. Oh wow! But to this day, I don't remember it happening. It was just the most amazing shot. Fans are crazy. What is the what is the craziest move you've seen 
that someone made up in an indie wrestling match that you that you've never seen like on rest you know like WWE or anywhere else. Is there any like have you ever does that ever happen, or is it just all pretty much regurgitated? Oh man, there's got to be somebody did a, a kind of a twisted version of a Hoovy driver. Oh wow! And I I can't remember exactly what the what the difference was, but I ended up I had to take it. You know. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's always fun, you know, taking a move that you've never seen before. Do you have to like get before like you're like okay, show me how I'm gonna do this. Well, ideally, yeah, if you have, if you can. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and that night, I, I did have the opportunity. I, I don't remember what the difference was, but yeah, the Hoovy driver is basically it's kind of like a pile driver. Yeah. But a body slam. Right. But there was something different to it about the finish, how he twisted you. Uh, okay. it, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah, it looked really spectacular. Interesting. Have you ever seen anybody uh, in, injured badly at an indie show? Other than myself? Well, I mean, like <laughs> yeah. where they were like taken away. Yeah. Um, yeah, we uh, uh, at a show. There was a guy that was doing a. Um, mm-hmm. what was it a? Uh, uh, what is that move called? I'm trying to think. Where you kind of crotch the guy on your leg. Uh, who does it? Atomic drop. Atomic drop. Of all okay. things. Yeah, simplest oh, move in really? the world. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like kind of one of the corniest moves. Really. Yeah, it's old school. Very, oh. very old school. Oh, he, atomic drop. Did the atomic drop and uh, it just went wrong and he tore all of his tendons in his leg, his <gasps> ankle. Oh. Almost, wow, that's just one Almost of severed. Oh. It was awful. Uh, so I had to go in and finish the match for him. But oh. I'll never forget the day ever. As long as I live, we were training uh, down in a... We had our gym south of Belen, this little metal shed with the ring in it and all that. Yeah. We had this kid that uh, Thunder and I had been training for a couple weeks. I don't remember his name. I apologize. But yeah, he was probably 18 years old. And we we had taught him enough to work about you know five minutes of a match. Just give us a little something. Sure. So we challenged him. We said, go in there and give us five minutes of a match, but do it do it well. Okay. And we would stand there and kind of critique him. And I would ref. But as I'm refing, I'm telling him what to do more or less. Sure. And uh, so he does a really good job, does the whole thing. And at the end, I told him, okay, we'll finish him. You know, give, give us a finish. Now, I didn't mean, you know, WrestleMania 27 no. or anything. I just finished the damn match, pin him yeah. or something. Well, he decided to try a shooting star press. Holy shit. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So shooting star press is where you're up on the – well, you can do it from the mat. But it's where you do kind of like a – you do a backflip – but flying forward, like yeah. you're up on the turnbuckle, facing and in. you jump off, flipping backwards, and land on a guy on the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's spectacular if you do it right. Right. It's oh, also a spectacular yeah. failure if you do it wrong. Uh, Brock Lesnar at uh, one against Kurt Angle, where he knocked him almost. I think he knocked himself out, and Kurt Angle had to like wake him <laughs> up, <laughs> wake up, dude, to yeah. finish the match, and he was like out of it, and Kurt Angle had to carry him yeah so yeah so that's wow and well if you youtube that clip that you're speaking of right uh, but worse this poor kid went face first and his his legs went up over the top and it actually kicked himself in the back of he the scorpioned. head scorpioned oh, oh he's scorpioned yeah, yeah. um <laughs> oh, God. and he made the most god-awful noise i've ever heard or ever will hear in my life <laughs> yeah within seconds there was a ball in the back of his spine oh just this huge bulge we were trying to help. We were 
laughing, of course, laughing hysterically because it's just You're in a wheelchair now. ridiculously funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, that poor kid bought it hard. I mean, that, that's like a good night. But he's foot. okay, though. Now. He is okay, yeah, okay. just for the record. So. I don't want to make that wheelchair joke and have to delete it later. <laughs> no, he you got paraplegic, Chris, and now you're evil. You're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, you're, you're evil I wanna, now. I want to ask you one last thing. And uh, there was a there's a group that wrestled that came out in DWO mid of last year and they attacked the tag team champions like the Prophet and those guys? Okay, yeah. Are they coming back or is that just kind of a they were just like a little bit here? I would expect them to be back. They, I liked, I I want to I want to give a little feedback maybe you could pass it on. I thought that was really cool that and they could have stretched out longer. Sure. Those guys were good. I liked the, you know, the, the I liked the one guy's gimmick where he had the blonde hair. Is he local or is he? Uh, no, the other okay. one of them were from here. Um, so Chewy, uh, the taller of the two, Chewy yeah. Martinez, he's yeah. been around forever. We've we've wrestled several times. Wow. He and I, um, we've worked a dozens, dozens of shows. I I don't know. Well, they're yeah. up in Denver primarily. Okay, I loved yeah. that gimmick. I loved that whole thing, and I thought that that was cool how they came in and, uh, you know. I, I, I think that DWO, for everybody out there who's like listening to this show, and if you live in the Albuquerque area and you've never been to a live wrestling show, you have to go out to see DWO Wrestling. Um, the one thing that's really cool is they treat it, they don't treat it like a, back in the day where these are the two guys that are fighting, here they come to the ring. They kind of do storylines, like kind of like, you know, Pro, and you, so you kind of have to go to all you know mo- multiple shows, sure. Which is cool. I think that's smart. And uh, you know they're they're getting better about uh, doing some of the YouTube stuff and videos of trying to like you know enhance the storylines. But you know you'll go to a show and to you know they'll 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 do a thing where like you know like on that one they had the the the, the champions in the ring and then they had the, the the challengers and as the challengers were coming out. Uh, <clears throat> the villains, there's a guy came out that wasn't supposed to be there, you know, according to storyline. Dun, dun, dun. And he hit he hit the, the, the challengers in the back with a chair and sent one to the hospital. Actually, hit him in the chair. I think he did really split a guy's head open. Oh, I remember but, that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, wow. You're like shocked. And, they, you know, they, they really go out of the way to kind of like really entertain and keep you engaged. Theatrics. Theatrics. And it's really good. So, you know, whether you pay $15, $20, $25, I feel like it's well worth the ticket. I've like, I've never left and been like I wasn't entertained. I think it's fantastic. So. I'll be going now that it's yeah. not on the west side. Yeah. Awesome. We appreciate it. It wasn't on the west. It was like in the South Valley. Whatever. It's across the river. That's too far. Yeah, okay. Well, anybody so, that comes to the show February 24th, if they mention that they saw or heard about the show on this podcast, uh, we will give them an autographed flyer ah. for free. They're saying that, that that group I'm talking about is the cult awaits you. The cult awaits you. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. So, yeah. It's, you know. So, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Mention 10 Dream Minimum. When you come to the show, we'll get you a free autographed uh, flyer. Hell Just yeah. for coming to check us out. Dang. Absolutely. Uh, we're trying to pack it. I've heard rumors that WWE is in town that same night. Oh, boo. Now, Again, this is like the third time that's happened. So I don't know. We book our stuff six months in advance. It might yeah. just be a coincidence. No, but I bet. No, I guarantee there's somebody that's like, you know, we're coming through that area. Let's just go ahead and hit that and say, no, I, I guarantee there. 
Yeah. Well, DWO is getting much bigger than people realize. Yeah. It's 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 being called one of the top five indies oh, right now. Oh man, it's good stuff, man. I love I love going. Ooh, there. I want to do a freaking like he now this no. top five indie wrestling. He he hasn't been in a while. He's never been. Yeah, that, we gotta go. We gotta get out. There. I'm I'm going. It's growing. It's growing yeah. fast. I know where it is now. Big fans. Uh, you know. Hobo Hank, you're one of the, one of my favorite guests on this show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Uh, go ahead and plug whatever you need to plug. Yeah, so uh, I'll be in La Mesa, Texas, February 10th uh, for South Plains Championship Wrestling, my debut over there. Uh, but right here in Albuquerque, back February 24th, the DWO, the first event of 2018 at our uh, new what's it called again? The Cesar Chavez Cesar Chavez Community Center. Community Center. Um, tickets are on sale now. First, second row, are, uh, they're already sold out online, but you can contact us through uh, Facebook. Yeah. And please come check me out on hobohank.com. Check out my uh, Facebook at mm-hmm. The Real Hobo Hank. Oh. And of course, Twitter at HoboHankABQ. Yeah. You always, you always like, uh, uh, favorite some of my stuff. Like, you always, you always sometimes favorite some of my stuff. No, I always sometimes, yeah. Always sometimes. Always sometimes. Yeah. So that's, yeah, February 24th. Yeah, that's going to be sweet. I'm excited. Come meet the Blue um, Meanie. The Blue Meanie ECW original. Um, and then, you know, some of the local favorites, Hobo Hank, uh, Brute 66, looks like Manny Lemons is on the card. Uh, Johnny Thunder is on the card. Matthew Robles, boo. <laughs> yep. Boo, Matthew Robles, boo. All of the... Uh, yeah. I'd like to talk to him sometime. He seems pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. He lives in, like, Utah. I saw that, so... He does. Yeah. Yeah. I. That's pretty cool. Chris isn't online stalking at all. That's nope, kind of a, not at all. No. It's kind of a conflict of interest. Uh-oh. We've been feuding with him since like 2000. Well, that's what I want to, you know, that's why we want to call him out. Sure. Well, maybe I'll see what I could do. Yeah. We'll see if we can, we'll see if we can take him down. You know, take him down a peg or two. There you go. I think that's well, what my grandma said. I'll take you down We're, we're kind of intermediaries. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can. Isn't it true? We'll be like the expose. Isn't it true, sir? <laughs> sir? 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 Excuse me. Wouldn't it be ironic if you guys somehow mediated the whole situation <laughs> and maybe that this whole thing was just a misunderstanding? Misunderstanding. Yeah. But what happens if it unravels and all of a sudden we get along and then he wasn't trying to sucker punch you. I he, got... you had some lint on your jacket. I don't... It was really his OCD and it was annoying him. Yeah, and you took that the wrong way and you punched him man that would That's really that would really change the face of local wrestling <laughs> right. i'll tell you what man because uh here on the tinder minimum our, podcast our feud is almost legendary i think a couple more years and it might be considered right. a legendary feud we'll it, could, it could be it's been going on a long time but, which which i respect somebody told me they're like oh you know they still still doing this and i'm like you know what though that that's the the, the wwe championship belt is meaningless now because it just changes hands all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, Ric Flair was the champion, and that's just how it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it mattered. It mattered. And if you beat Ric Flair for the title, then it was like, oh, my God. Like, there was almost near. It was like when the Boston Celtics won. It was like, what? Our champion beat Ric Flair? And, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I would say, like, the best chant you can have is your name. Hobo Hank. He gets it. Hobo yeah, Hank. when he gets, he comes out, man. Yeah, that would be like, I have five syllables in my name. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way, but just three. Yeah, Hobo, Hobo Hank. Hank. Yeah, it works. So yeah, I'm yeah. putting it on my calendar. It's pretty cool. So we uh yeah so we'll be uh, we'll be at that show. Uh, so if you want to say hi to us, awesome. or I'll, I know I will. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll so, be there too. 
check us out uh, live here most Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. at uh, facebook.com forward slash 10 drink. We also have a website. It's called 10 drink uh, We have T-shirts. If you're interested, we sell them for $10. They're actually pretty cool. I dig them. Um, Don't forget to uh, vote for uh, best local wrestler. Best local wrestler. Bobo Hank on alibi.com. That's right. Do it. Let's get it done. Let's get that in the books, you know. Let, let, let's sway the public opinion a little bit, you know. That would be cool. Let's do that. Uh, once again, I want to thank Hobo Hank for coming on. I want to thank everybody for watching. I want to thank Billy for being here. I want to thank Smiley for being here. And with that, we, we are, are Ten Drink Minimum.
Let's cover the earth right 